Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Does the black moon howl? Only for those with an unwavering desire to hear the truth. Access granted. You have been selected for an opportunity, an orientation as a trusted associate, if you will, into the secured, contained, and protected files of the Foundation. SCP Unredacted distributes new files for review Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on secure channels on YouTube, Spotify, and scp-unredacted.captivate.fm. Hey there, SCP fans. My name is Grigori Karpin, and this is Simply Creative People, the show about SCP creatives, be they authors, artists, or off-site content creators like YouTube and TikTok. We're focused on bridging the gap between various fans and serving as an introduction to different concepts and stories on the wiki. So, many welcomes to all, and let's get started. Okay, and welcome back to Simply Creative People. Uh, this is episode 30, which is, you know, wow. I, wow. I know, I can't believe we've made it this far. Uh, my name is Grigori Carpin. I'm an author on the wiki, and as always, my lovely co-host is... I'm Harry Blank for Computers. <laughs> and today, joined for the first time on the podcast, is <laughs> that person, which is Davey Fool. Hello, everybody. I'm Dave, you fool. <laughs> I thought you were going to try and communicate through beeps and whoops for the whole episode, which would have been funny for about Do five I look minutes. Do I like R2 motherfucking D2 to you? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, wait, you. it was because computers. I fucked up. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. oh, dare you. That's what you get Ow. for not writing shit down, eh? <laughs> you good, bro. <coughs> Uh, so yeah, um, today we're talking about something I have read every single page from and yet still managed to forget one of the slogans from <laughs> magnificent. So yeah, we got Dave on cause we're going to be talking about totally soft. Uh, is that how you say it? I've always pronounced this totally soft just cause right, totally. the name came from like, uh, this, uh, stupid show. My dad likes totally towers. I mean, it's got John Cleese in it, but he really was in his mode in my opinion when he was in Monty Python. Fair enough. Um, so I thought, you know, and I put it on the outline, but I just thought we would, you know, kind of talk about, you know, for Creative Corner, we like to address like certain things that we do or uh, different, uh, you know, elements to the creative process. And, you know, for yourself, because like me, I know you have a day job and you also have uh, a burgeoning writing career with published works. Uh, so like, how do you find 
you know, if you don't mind me putting you on the spot, how do you find time to write, you know, while you have these other distractions or, you know, how, how do you manage that, that creative time? I've, well, how do I find time? I don't. I just pretend I do have time and then let it bite me in the ass. <laughs> well, that's, that's familiar. That's relatable, yeah. Um, yeah, I find that, like, even when I have free time, if I don't, like, honestly set it aside for it, this is writing time, it won't get done. Like, the PlayStation will call to me or something on Steam or, you know, I'll get on the phone with my girlfriend and I won't write. I will, you know, and then I'll be suddenly like, oh, time to go to bed. I've got ADHD, so, you know, there's that old saying, I gotta pay the ADHD tax. Um, meaning, like, you gotta uh, carve out something in advance knowing you're gonna fuck around. Yeah, well, that's fair. I mean, even when I sit down to do writing time, I would say a solid quarter of that time is, is useless, even on the best-case scenarios. See, I get the same result with OCD because my brain will choose to focus on not the writing that I am trying to do, and it will focus exclusively on not the writing I am trying to do until I stop oh, the writing and do the thing. <laughs> yes. I got both of those things. Wow, that sounds really difficult. Yeah, it just makes me weirder. Yeah, that's that's the thing is I don't know very many people who write creative stuff who don't have something going on in their brain. I just have yeah, God very nervous somehow. Yeah, <laughs> I just have chronic anxiety. It's f so much fun. That's amazing. Yeah. We could all probably take the same medication for all three of these things. Yeah. Oh God, uh, don't take that out of context. I'm an agnostic. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So I mean. How do you find, like, prioritizing? Like, do you have to, like, legitimately, like, set aside... Okay, Tuesday, 6 p.m., I'm going to sit down in front of the computer. I mean, yes, that is what I should do. <laughs> but usually what I do is I make a schedule, and then I'm like, oh, I wanted to do something else. I'll just add a little wiggle room to the schedule. And pretty soon, the wiggle room becomes contagious and fills up the other parts of the pie chart. <laughs> nothing for me, and I just got to... I was gonna fuck it. I'll do it last minute, and then it works out perfectly. <laughs> the, and that is how three novels have been published. <laughs> oh, you know it. Especially since in the lit RPG industry, they expect you to uh, finish all the novels before you submit. Oh. I learned that the very difficult way. <laughs> wow. So wait. So you were expected to have multiple novels ready to submit before you started publishing? Apparently, that's the industry standard. I mean, they were willing to give me a chance on that, so for that, I'm very appreciated. They mean Athon, by the way, not my publisher. But Is like, this because the people who consume lit RPG stuff are so voracious when they've got one they like, they want to be able to sell more on a schedule, or pretty much? That makes sense. It does. It's like yeah. a whole whole cottage industry. But you've done yeah. There's a lot of stuff in the lit RPG industry currently, and. Sadly, the majority of it is, oh no, I, a generic white guy protagonist, got stuck in this other world because I was hit yeah. by the isekai truck. And now the only way to get out <laughs> is to bang my way through this elf harem. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what you wrote, so I don't know what you're... It's a bit difficult to compete with that. I mean, nothing against genres and content and stuff, but like, when that's right next to you, it can get a little iffy to be try to make something new. I imagine if you could grab most of those together and, and compile the best bits out of them, none of them would have anything as good as your description of them just now was, because that was absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Uh, 
I'm sure uh, knowing the way the isekai industry is so formulaic, I'm sure someone will make that to the letter of what I just said as a title. Oh, doubtless. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, you know, that aside, I, I will say that you have managed to keep up the pace pretty well, I would say. I mean, hasn't it been about a book a year or, or even less? Uh, pretty much. And uh, That's now good. I'm, now that uh, Neverstone Book 4 is off to the publisher, um, I don't know what release date is necessarily, but now that is, now that's with the publisher, sorry, tripping over my own fucking words here, I am working on my next project, which is a sort of horror thing called Good Faith Nebraska, oh, which is... Uh, that's a good title. Won't go into too much detail, but it's basically the vibe is Bloodborne meets Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Well, that's awesome. But uh, if people don't know, which they probably should, because if they've been listening to the show, uh, Harry and I are big fans of Dave's. Uh, started with, you know, I wasn't as familiar with Totlysoft uh, earlier on, but it was Three Moons that, like, just sucked me in. Even before I yep. joined the site, um, when I was just reading yep. stuff before I had Lord a Lord of Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it really appealed to me how it went from this eldritch, you know, adventure story to, like, you know, slapstick, off-putting humor very quickly, and I've always found that to be pretty inspirational. I mean, I don't think not if... to go too much on a tangent here, but and sorry to interrupt, no, but Corbenic actually started out as a, a Meowth fan fiction I put on on a fanfiction.net a long oh ass time God, ago. That's I never amazing. Finished. That's amazing. It, it was called Meowth Alone, and. <laughs> It was the first appearance of Corbinic before I transferred it over to a different thing. That is fucking hilarious and amazing. Um, <laughs> it does. It does definitely feel like it was somebody's very like worked out D and D campaign uh, in some ways. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, you've I got mean, this, like especially the uh, the Operation Galahad oh, dossier yeah. and everything mm -hmm. has has. You'd be so surprised much. how much of my stuff started out as fan fiction. I mean. In my freaking uh, 001 was originally a Chrono Trigger fanfic. Oh my god. Uh, oh my fucking it. god. That's amazing. You ever play Chrono Trigger? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, of course. Well, replace Ubu with Lavos and replace <laughs> Michaud with uh, uh, one of the three uh, sages from fucking, what do you call it? Zeal. Um, That's so funny because you could say that and I could, I could like formulaically see it. But mm -hmm. it w I would never have arrived at that no. in a million years because That's it's great. so creative and insane. Because everything you do is so completely bonkers. I love yeah, that well, though. I mean, I'm glad you, I'm glad you guys see it as something to admire and not a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no. do. I mean, honestly, I, I honestly mean... think it's a red flag if people don't like. Um, <laughs> stuff oh, I'm, I'm not even just saying that that's true <laughs> yeah i mean lower somebody in my literary estimation if they read that and go oh i didn't really like that <laughs> yeah i mean i wouldn't say that like i tried to like crib the style of it but reading three moons and totley soft stuff made me think that victim could work um even though it's very different like because it was like i can just do whatever the fuck i want as long as i land like Didn't jokes love victim. thank you um, it's just it has a very "don't hug me, I'm scared" vibe. Oh, it intentionally. <laughs> that's that, exactly the right thing to say to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's me blushing. Um, yeah, that's very much intentional. But anyway, okay. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, I always, you know, I always say I'm going to schedule time out and it doesn't work out that way. If, if, if what I have to do to write is just, okay, I'm, especially because I work at home and I'm on my computer all the time writing emails and reports and other law bullshit. Um, it's very hard to be like, let me pull up Word on my other computer and start typing away. But I just have to like force myself. Otherwise, it won't happen. Um, there is no waiting for the perfect time, I find, at least for me. I like love writing, but making well, maybe time start. is a construct of human perception, an illusion created by. Scott, I couldn't resist. Yep. Yep. Harry, what yep. were you saying? Yep. Um, he's he's following up the. Uh, that was the don't hug me. I'm scared. I'm scared mm-hmm. thing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That's what that was. Yeah. At this point, it's kind of a Manchurian candidate kill trigger for me. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> my time management is crap. Everybody's like, how do you write so much? You must like be writing constantly. And the answer is no, my my typing speed is faster than yours. And I procrastinate constantly. Yeah. I'm yeah. Really I, bad at it. I spent years overestimating my typing speed because I had this stupid uh, DOS like uh, uh, typing game at my grade school called <laughs> Microtype with this weird uncanny valley ass cat. It was always the, like, the mascot and shit. And I thought, oh, I could beat the world record on typing by just smashing the home row a bunch on the first entry skills. And it always says, you can do 300 words per minute. And I'd be like, <laughs> suck it, fucking, fucking uh, get us broke. Just take me to the bank. <laughs> I always thought mine was really fast. And then the National Write a Novel Month thing happened. And there's a server for it for the SCP people. And I was, oh, I, was I did that, too. I've, I've I, been doing that for years. I love that it's, shit. It's it's great. It actually helped a lot. I got tons and tons and tons of stuff written, but I was helped with never really, stop. Th- that makes sense. Sorry, <laughs> no fucking conversation you, back on my own shit. That's how I relate. <laughs> we're all we're always here. I do the same. So I do the same. Interrupt. I'll be interrupting Gregory a lot, but mostly to make him angry. Um, never, I've never. I don't think I've ever gotten angry at you for interrupting. Okay, I only get angry at people for who bit, interrupt though. when it's at my job. Go fuck yourself. To tell them what kind of shots their dogs are going to have. And then and they're all like, but how much is that when I'm mid-sentence? And then they got another question. <laughs> when I'm like, uh, well, yeah, that's... You know how many freaking dogs are named Simba? I'm uh, sorry. It's uh, it's kind of a refresh mechanism <laughs> at this point. Dogs named Simba. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. People are like, hmm, I want to get a dog that's like a, a lion, but I also don't want to own a cat because that would threaten my masculinity. I know. <laughs> oh, people. That is the saddest train of thought that you can see perfectly with absolute clarity. But that's exactly what I evaluate exactly somebody it. like when they go, I don't like cats. Like, unless you're allergic, my, my thought process is immediately, you must be a douche. <laughs> I'm allergic, and it never stopped me from getting four because my mom's crazy about him. I, I seriously, I'm so glad I'm not allergic. I love cats. I mean, I like dogs Here's too. But... At home, you might hear some of them like uh, behind me, particularly Ziltoid the omniscient. <sighs> that is a that fucking amazing name. I've always it named my. A, it comes from a metal concept album I like. <laughs> I've always named cats uh, after people names, and people get weirdly. Like they get weirded out by it. Like I, my first cat's name was Sarah, and people would be like, "Why'd you name him a, a girl's name?" And I'm like, "Well, she is a girl. Uh, what's the problem?" Mm. Uh, oh, people, people get so weird. Like, pfft. people are so. I, ke- I keep seeing dogs all the time. My job named Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Shit like that. Like, uh, see, yeah, some names 
they sound funnier that way and some normal names sound totally normal like a dog named john would be fucking weird um yeah <laughs> the best example of this that's not even remotely real world because i'm a huge nerd was, it would be even weirder a dog named kane pathos crow <laughs> that's insane you just like forget that that obviously would never work um <laughs> in world of warcraft my friends and i saw somebody walk by with a giant gigantic purple spider that they'd named keith <laughs> oh god and that is just stuck in our heads this whole time that's pretty just, good that's peak. like that one's a who song boris the spider yeah right <clears throat> All right. Well, let's let's let, maybe we get back on track now. So yeah, I think I yeah. think we've said all we can about time management, which is that we're all bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah I, I mean, I don't know any creative people that are good at it. Like, forget it. Like, I do deadlines, and that's how I make it happen. Like, I tell myself, okay, this needs to be done by this point, and if I don't do it, like, I feel like shit. So deadlines help for me too. It's like uh, yeah. deadlines and copious amounts of caffeine. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, all right, but we are here not to talk about Three Moons, unfortunately, uh, or our time management skills. We're here to talk about Totlysoft. Uh, because computers. Because computers. Uh, so I'm going <laughs> to, I think it's really, I, I really like the hub, um, but because it doesn't really explain anything, I'm going to read some stuff from the hub, and then I want you to kind of give us the elevator pitch on the on the GOI. You got it. Um Unfortunately, because half the joke for Totlysoft is the the bad spelling, some of this doesn't come through audio, but like I just I love it so much. And anyone that's listening, just pull up the hub and look at these. They've got these testimonials. Uh, well, first of all, <laughs> all work and no ploy makes Gok a real good at his job boy. Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> Even if that wasn't misspelled, it would be so fucking funny that Stanley Kubrick was one of the people that was quoted on this. Yes, yeah, so all of you from... assume Gox being honest. That's from that's from the first tab of the hub, yep. which is of course the tittle pag. <laughs> right. And then mission statement. The statement. That's right. Uh computers with exclamation <laughs> points surrounding it on both sides. Yeah, uh, I, I like Steve. Usually, in when I was playing Dark Souls One, if you got poison, it said exclamation point, exclamation oh, it point. Does look like that. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, I can yeah. see it. Oh God, I love Dark Souls. Let's not get on that subject. Oh God, please and don't. Sometime though, we do. I want to do an episode just on Dark Souls stuff. Anyway, uh, testimonials, but spelled <laughs> spelled so good. Testimonials. <laughs> spelled so good. Uh, it would be in the best interest of Mankan's survival if SCP-2803-A were to continue its current occupation. All unpleasant, it's immeasurably preferable to the alternative. <laughs> That's all spelled right, but her name? Yes. <laughs> Lizzle. Oh, it's, it's, it's a guy? Oh, it's Lyle. It, yeah, this oh. is Dave's... Uh, yeah, it's Lyle. Nice oh, right, right, right. Uh, I My was... great-grandpa was named Lyle, so I like that name. Oh, fair. I'm... I thought it was Leslie for a second. Uh, I've redeemed myself for oh, getting geez. the slogan wrong. <laughs> Lizzle Na Naismith SCCP, which I, I really like the, the SCCP Foundation. Foundation. That's right. Foundation. Uh, 
I have just received word that I'm just going to keep laughing at these things. I'm really sorry to the listener. It's just going to be my condolences. Uh, I have just received word that we abolished analog forever. We begin the downloading in five minutes. Totlysoft attached its meaty appendix omies upon the nerves of my scalp and all the wheedling bagpipes of children's digestive systems ring out their droning refrain through the glade. Lubricate your ram chips before giving Mr. Gorbachev my regards. Signed, American <laughs> President Ronald McDonald McDunwald. <laughs> that was from the whole Ronald McDonald cut up while talking thing. That's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like one of the big ones that is just totally deserving of all the attention it gets. Um, and if you're wondering, if you are like curious what's going on with this GUI, I actually think, and, and I think this is well. true. Yeah. This is true for a lot of GOI hubs. Uh, mine as well. Uh, victim is like this too. You know, look at the writing for, or look at look at the contributing tab, and there you'll get the author or you know a combination of authors explaining what's going on uh, to some extent. And this one's no expense. Uh, this one's talking about P. Hudson Gok, which we'll talk about pretty soon. Uh, he's not good in any sense of the word, but he has no ulterior motives for running this anomalous software corporation. So despite all the fucked up things that are going to happen, he's not trying to like rule the world or anything. I love it. His moral philosophy... Trying to capitalism. That's right. His philosophy is a combination of three things. A hasty back jacket description of the American dream. An unknowable eldritch alien apex predator's idea of fair competition. <laughs> uh... Extreme naivety, uh, naivete, I don't think I'm saying that right. Naivete, uh, you fool. Naivete, and dumbassery. Naivete is showing. Yeah. Uh, in his own ham-fisted way, he genuinely wants to use anomalous consumer electronics to help Americans help themselves. And it works so well every time. Oh, yeah. There's no problems whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, why don't you kind of, you know, we've got a few anomalous corporations on the wiki. Give us your elevator hmm. pitch for this one. You know, like what? What? What's your well, thoughts really, behind it? Well, for starters, to really understand Totally Soft, you gotta understand the two things that were its major inspirations. The first, and this might sound a little weird, but you know, it's me. So, <laughs> the first is going to be uh There was this segment on Animaniacs that had its own episodes and whatnot. They had all these sub segments. Mm, yeah. One of them was this one of the less good ones called Chicken Boo, where it was this giant chicken who was ch- gr- trying to go around posing as human jobs. Sorry for my trembling oh, over my yeah. words every now. And then. I do it too. And like every no the whole episode, the episode was he's a giant chicken. No he's not. He's a human. Yeah look he's a chicken. You're a chicken. We hate that for some reason. Go away. <laughs> and that was like a joke. And and it was just like this weird-ass chicken trying to blend in with human society, however it can. Um, and the second thing, which is the bigger inspiration, strong bad emails. Oh, Just good. the whole aesthetic of those things. Okay. Old, outdated more. electronics in the hands of people who really should not use them. I'm not really oh, a star runner. It's, it's strong bad is the... Uh antagonist who became essentially the protagonist of um, foundational internet humor website homestarrunner.com. I know I said I'm an agnostic, but I pray to Strong Bad every night. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> who knows this shit? Uh, it's, it's humor that's it just becomes more in tune with internet style humor as time goes on because it was... A, it was very formative for me. Time. It's, it's amazing. I, it is for me as well. I absolutely love all the Homestar Runner stuff and Strong Bad is a ridiculous absurd 
guy whose head is a wrestler's mask and he <laughs> talks in a ridiculous voice and he stars in a whole bunch of cartoons with his friends but he also has an email segment where people write in real emails and then they do absurd short little <laughs> animations responding to them and the humor is completely he's, off he's the always wall answering these, these so emails much. on these like really outdated computers that are always like dos kind of shit and <laughs> commodore 64 kind of shit and just the whole beige stuff that's like outdated and clearly broken yeah. aspect just that aesthetic i wanted to capture that with totally soft but anyway like, i guess totally i'm totally avoiding sense. the question you guys were giving well me. let me interrupt you because i just want to say that having heard you say that now i can totally see that because the one line that comes up to my head from strong bad emails is fangoriously devoured by a gelatinous slug beast and that's so Dave, you fool core right there. It's totally, <laughs> it totally sounds like something that would inspire oh God. You're right, though. <laughs> and um, so the basic idea of Totley Soft is what if some horrible eldritch creature from the Crab Nebula came to Earth not with the desire to devour everything, but by the fact that he was so enchanted by humans and consumer culture that he wanted to start <laughs> his own business? Anybody that's listening that's even somewhat aware the of victim, amazing things. If, if anyone's even somewhat aware of victim, you can completely see why some of these things and three moons were inspirational. Yeah, <laughs> just the, the, the whole sort of thing with Totally Soft is when I came to America, I had only a suitcase full of venomous bullshit in my my back, and I just started from nothing with the ground up, and also lobotomizing people and making them brains contribute to my hive mind and shit but you know that's just you know business yeah when i touched down in america i had uh, nothing but the tentacles on my back membrane on my back and of course i touched down in an automotive factory and killed half of them and turned the rest into slaves but <laughs> i love the bit where he i mean we'll get there but like he, like he better considers them as unpaid interns <laughs> so he's just a good corporate boss i mean that's just yeah. It just sounds like Pretty 20 it's just He's 21st century capitalism right there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the hub it, is amazing. Um the hub actually does a really good job of describing the articles in the sense that it doesn't, but it has like <laughs> gawk style comments on them. Like it was a couple of weeks ago that I noticed the comment on mine which we've already talked about on the podcast American American and the the comment you put is a quote attributed attributed to Eagle. And the quote is ska. You <laughs> would not believe I was the first time I found this. Uh, my partner thought I wrote it because you know the Swedish chef was involved, and <laughs> he is uh, basically my patron saint. No, a hundred percent. I didn't know that. I'm glad that worked out. <laughs> I saw mm -hmm. that comment actually. Your your partner left that comment, and I forgot to respond to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, that was just, just sheer love of Totley Soft that inspired that whole thing. The impact on my sense of humor that certain Muppets have had, it's like, like you cannot underestimate it. Like the <laughs> Swedish Chef, right? Animal, uh, fucking, the, what's the big giant guy that's like really monstrous, but is kind of a Sweetums. nice... Sweetums, yes. There's a couple though. I'm, fucking also Beaker, a I love... There's a dog, but... Uh, there's yeah. the mutations... I like Beaker don't a lot, do, too. Don't fuck with a guy who has done his Muppet research. I love <laughs> I love the Muppets. Anyway. Um, We're going to get back to three moons at this rate. <laughs> I know. That's true. Oh, That's true, right? Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I think this one's really, like, very easy to dip into, as opposed to uh, some of the other GOIs that we've covered. Like, you could just start with 
honestly any of these. I mean, it doesn't matter like if you what order or really you just really have to understand the the concept of this is a software yeah. corporation being run by an anomalous eldritch entity uh, that has a very poor understanding of human behavior. And if you look up the Tartley or the tag, you could read them all in a day easily. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's compact, and it there's there's nothing bad, absolutely nothing bad under that banner. No, yeah, um, you know everything we read for today was amazing. I, I can't believe I hadn't read that one that we're gonna cover later on, the one about Seinfeld. Holy shit! That I was oh god! No, I'm laughing out loud so many times, and then how dark it gets. Oh, perfect. I uh, hadn't read this the first one uh, before, the, not the Gawk one, but the the first one we're talking about. Tennessee's big chance. His big chance, which is so funny, and then it, the the payoff later, later at the end of the episode, as it were, is is so good. Oh jeez! I guess my horny dragon sting. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but that's a good uh, segue. Why don't we start talking about that one? So the one we were just talking about, which is titled Massey's Big Chance, uh, spelled <laughs> like like chant, um, is SCP-2527 by Davey Fool. Um, Going to give a little bit of a summary here. So SCP-2527-1 is a two-meter-high stone statue of Lamassu. Uh, which uh, the foot? <laughs> this is my first question of you. Is this an Assyrian mythological deity uh, with the head of a bearded human, the body of a lion, and the wings? But yeah, I think it's a like a local entity or local deity. Basically, it's not like it's just one guy called Lamasu. It's just oh, a Lamasu. Like oh, a oh yeah. Okay, that's like fair. That. Yep. Um, Not to be too nitpicky, of course. No, it's fine, because I'm going to ask you... A... something Grigori can understand. Uh, back when Warhammer had Chaos Dwarves, uh, their large mounted monster was was a Lemus. I'm partial to the orcs myself. Well, I don't. That makes perfect sense. I don't understand anything <laughs> about Warhammer fantasy. Yeah, that's, that's true. I, someday they'll they'll put the Chaos Dwarves in space, and you'll understand it. Hopefully. Squat, squats are back. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Sounds like a sounds like a new uh, exercise routine. Anyway, or, or like a bad name for diarrhea. Uh, <laughs> okay, you got okay, the now I, have I got, interrupt. I, I got the chaos. Yeah, just, this isn't even vaguely relevant, but it's funny enough that I have to say it out loud. It's very short, shorter even than this preface. I had a f I was talking on Discord with some friends, and one of my friends uh, was playing a game or something, and I didn't know that. And I asked him, "So, what are you up to?" And I thought he said, "Fighting a beef octopus." <laughs> is, is, is that is that like some slang I don't know for having a really horrible dump? And that's my scatological humor for the entire podcast. Oh great! <laughs> Fighting no, a beef that's stuck in my head for years. A monster in one of my books. Fighting a beef octopus. Uh, oh, fighting a beef octopus. This what has was gotten he, what was he playing? Real blue, real fast. Uh, he was fighting a reef octopus, uh, which is just some random monster in World of Warcraft. Oh, oh so R was that B? Yes, but my version was much funnier than what he was doing. Yeah, definitely. But I wanted to ask, in that footnote, the Assyrian mythological deity, we got three hot links to 3740, 2404, and 36, one, one for each of those words. <laughs> what's, well, going, what's going on? I'm oh, yeah. not sure. I don't know if I put those hot links there. Oh, really? God, please don't let it be the WikiWalk team who did it. No. Hmm. Oh, it might have been. <laughs> oh, it's just oh, some. Oh, somebody like, else added. Them. Oh well, I don't think I've even seen these skips. 
Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I, I'm just, just quickly scanning. The odds of you having done these links are low. <laughs> Did Dr. Bleep do it? Yeah, it's, hmm. it's bizarre. Might oh, have well. been a wiki walk thing. Anyway, all right. Well, then anyway, forget anyway, so about it. Doesn't matter. We're talking about might not be there tomorrow. So anyway, carrying on. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, the one thing is we got the two meter high stone statue of a llama suit, and then the other thing is a Commodore sixty four text adventure game entitled Massey's Big Chance, used as a means to control the actions of the statue, which they can do. They can move. Movement by means of inst instantaneous materialization into the center of a three millimeter, three meter by three meter space directly before, behind, or to the left, or right. Instead, incinerating organic material, destruction of walls or other obstructions by means of a shockwave, spontaneous generation of flowers and other plant life, which is just nice. Spontaneous and then, so nice. and, and then spontaneous impregnation of any available uterus within its square influence with a smaller Lamasu statue. Which, that sounds painful. That sounds more than a little painful. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's like... Uh, this was actually inspired by Final Fantasy Tactics. I was playing a lot of that <laughs> time. The original one for PlayStation, not the advanced bullshit. Right, because the advanced one, they took out the uh, uterus Lamasus. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but I feel like that is absolutely something that would happen in the first one, and just <laughs> considering how dark it gets. It does get pretty dark. Uh, I like how often you can snip a piece of dialogue from that game and just apply it to modern, like, politics, and it just fits. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anyway. Uh... That's pretty derivative of of Berserk, but you know, that's neither here nor there. I guess it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I can see that. Yeah, Berserk is another thing I know way too much about. Uh, box art of the game included in the description. Congratul Congratulaton! You are Massey and become a god. Now go fort and establish your dominion. The demonium. <laughs> demonium. Uh, and then we have the, and then the payoff, which is, is the written test in log. the style of, of a late 1980s text adventure, which appeals to me directly and precisely. <laughs> this is like Zork. It's basically what this is. Yeah, I never played that. Yeah, I remember playing some of those games as a kid. It was pretty fun. I, I kind of imagine that the game that they uh, never quite get to play in the uh, last ride of the day probably was a text adventure judging by the age of the uh, Prometheus Labs systems. Yeah, well, wasn't this like, exactly this game? There was a point in my life where I was trying to learn Inform because I thought that was like pretty cool. Turns out no one actually thought it was cool but I just really got <laughs> into the programming language. It's the it's one of the things that makes text adventure games. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. I mean, they're lame as hell. Oh, no, it cool. wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, actually, well, were, you going, were you going to ask Gregory? It sounded like Oh, I was wondering if that was actually the game in the time machine, but no, that's Hunt for Mr. Stwinky. Hunt for Mr. Stwinky, yes. Um, oh, yeah. I just want to say... Well, we can't talk about that one too No, much. no, it's, but just for a second. One of the greatest brick jokes of all time. I Okay, you want to finish this? I want to I wanna just touch on David Fool's proposal for a second. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we can... We can, we can no, no, finish. This is going to be completely unformatted as a yeah, talk. Yeah, who cares? It's, yeah. It's chaos. We're we're having we're doing chaos squads today. So, so break we, format. We can come back to it. We talked about this one on our last episode when we were doing 001s because uh, we didn't do it when we were doing Prometheus Labs. 
because it just was kind of too long. Um, and Kinda. I, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, there's a lot of parts of this this O one that I love. But the thing that still makes me laugh so hard, and we I brought it up in the episode, was the fact that the time machine has an AM FM radio, <laughs> but the time machine goes back to like negative fifteen thousand years. So ninety nine. Maybe all the Colby Marion channels. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time that that time machine would even be in existence, that would not work because there's no radio signals. I, I, I was figuring that uh, at Prometheus Labs would have had lots of backway models ready and they were going to hypothetically in one of these events have these guys communicate with one another oh right. that's funny it's just the idea of it like it's just one of these offhand things in one of your like stories that makes me laugh like endlessly like it's just the idea that there's a radio in this thing that will go back in time so far back that it's in the stone age is fucking hilarious Anyway. The entire proposal is hilarious, which is mm, amazing because, absolutely. of course, it's, it's it's a very it's it's so long it feels like uh, I like m- the length of half of my articles, which are all all really really long. But it never feels long; it just feels like just joy because every every couple paragraphs there's either something very funny or something that's so horrible it's also funny. Me choose. <laughs> I just like I just like when she the thing is calling the researcher's name. Me choose. I mean, I like all of it, but I just that part. Really oh yeah, stuck out to me there's now. this whole voice I have always had canon for Ubu, <laughs> just sort of like <laughs> amazing. That's that's perfect. Uh, uh, anyway, all right. That, so that one, no, I'm you diverted us, and I'm okay. staying here for a moment. Like that one, last ride of the day, completely fits that mold where some people say it's. The 001 is the culmination of everything. Oh, yeah. And, like, fucking nobody does that. Like, um, most people just come up with a crazy idea and they go, this is my 001. Mm-hmm. But some people have this in their head that it's going to be the culmination of everything somebody's done. And very, very few of them are. And that one totally is. It covers all of this stuff that you've done with the Corbinic stuff and the just absolute craziness. And the, there's a Gawk cameo in there. And it is all so, like... It's there were a few right? Yeah, I go ahead. And well, and the, then the the little one we're going to talk about uh, about later um, could have been another double O one. Like oh, that totally. one felt like the absolute culmination of everything you did. You did, and then you just kept ditting, and it was still good, which is like amazing. Yeah, so I, I just felt like if ideas. I made it an O one, it would have been. Uh... Seen as too soon after my last one, and I didn't yeah. want to rough one of these feathers That's with that. Fair. Um, yeah, I get that. But yeah. like the fact that you had another absolutely enormous, crazy, epic thing in your mind, uh, and presumably you have many since that one felt like you could have published it as a book. <laughs> um, I mean, not really. It was just like like uh, twenty thousand words last time I counted. Yeah, yeah. It's more usually if people want a fantasy novel, they want something in the higher end of the word count. Yeah. Yeah, but in terms of the amount of effort and world building and craziness that went into it, it's it's got a novel's worth of content in less than a novel size, a novella <laughs> size, which is so cool. But we'll get to, we'll get to flattering you about that when we get to that one. Yeah, we'll yeah. Get to flattering you oh, on the geez. ones that we're actually looking at. I will say that when we talked about your proposal, uh, I compared it to like the Gunslinger in the way that like Stephen King had written all these other books, but then everything ties together in the Gunslinger books. Uh, right. Thanks. And, 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 I mean, and it's you know 
better written. It is legitimately one of my favorite articles on the website because I, I mentioned this in the episode, but like a lot of your stuff has this thing going on where it gets so crazy, but it also gets so many horrible things going on that it gets this weird, mm-hmm. it's too hot and I'm really tired and I'm having some sort of a fever dream. <laughs> like it's like, it's like the morals are kind of breaking down and the sense sensibilities. Well, are I will down say and... that um, I've always picked, I, that I, sorry, if I'm like stammering over my words, I'm, uh, don't worry about have no basically care. I got this thing where when I was making me showed, or at least how he appears in the, later um offsets mm-hmm. where he's gone full am and shit yeah yeah i was honestly yeah, exactly. taking direct inspiration from astrid koshe who is probably the my favorite villain i've ever written that's from the neverstone thing oh, and yeah. astrid's amazing i love oh, astrid. she's so creepy like <laughs> I, almost every time she shows up i start to laugh at something she says and then you immediately creep me the fuck out she's so fucking good you're so good at that tone, tonal juxtaposition, and it mm-hmm. makes it feel so weirdly dreamlike and trance-like, where you're just following it along, and you're like, I feel like I wouldn't be safe in public after reading <laughs> one of these really long ones, because I feel like you might have, I might need to recalibrate my sense of how to interact with human beings. And that is a For very those of you who don't know who that is, Astrid Kashe is basically just Veruca Salt plus um, Skynet. <laughs> yeah, that's Jesus that's God. holy shit. That's the best fucking summary of it. <laughs> uh, you know, the things you think of to combine, <laughs> amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not to like. Uh, alchemy, I promise so. I'm not going to talk about my shit that much. But like, it, it, the way that you balance those tones was like super inspirational, <clears throat> because. I've never felt. Well, yeah. I know. I'm just. It's my. It's my own uh, anal retentive. Don't, don't worry about it. But Amy. like my thing about comedy was, I always kind of felt like, hey, I kind of felt like I couldn't do it because I always looked at comedy like you know, witty sitcommy type stuff, um, stuff that Harry, you do so well, where you get these characters bouncing stuff off of each other, and sometimes I can kind of come close to that. Um, but the thing that I feel like I am very comfortable thinking about is very uncomfortable, weird laughs where like, yes, the other hat, like where I love, so, like people, I don't know how many times have talked to me about victim stuff and been like, well, like this was funny until this. And then it was weird and creepy. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> I like the- to think that those aren't mutually exclusive. No, God, no. no. I mean, because the funniest people are also like some of the best like horror actors. I mean, it, it just deal with it. It's just they're two sides of the same coin. Like you get people who, who say that? people who say like they don't like the comedic stuff in SCP, and I hear that a lot from people who otherwise seem to get what's good. And it's, mm-hmm. they're like, well, it, just, it messes with the horror when some of this stuff is also funny. And all I can think is, it's not fucking horror. It's weird fiction. The fact that some of the scary stuff is also funny mm-hmm. makes it scarier and weirder like because if it was all serious it would be less weird yeah some of it has to be absurd and some like of it has to i be i gotta put the goalposts of like where the good shit is and where the bad shit is and <laughs> if the world is exclusively bad shit then there's nothing worth fighting for right. <laughs> well, that's true but like with horror especially i feel like there's a lot of people in that 
sort of subgenre of fandom that kind of take that same perspective and they just kind of want like you know jason over and over again as if jason and freddie aren't hilarious because they all are um but like my favorite things you know i have these horror projects that i love you know whether they're books or movies that are like super serious and creepy and weird but then also i i can never let go of the fact that evil dead is one of my favorite things in the world like and if you don't know what evil dead is go find out because you should be aware of that movie all right so so we can actually move on can i just read a section of the law from 25 27 yeah okay I, I, I like text adventures. So the way it works is it tells you what you can see, but it's telling you what the actual ridiculous uh, Lamassey monster is seeing. And of course, it's written in, in uh, not quite totally soft uh, speak because this is an early one and it's not quite as bad, but it's still pretty bad. Um, so the, they're in, the, the testing log is they're inputting commands into the C64 program and the Lamassey is doing it. Go <laughs> north. Massey, go north. Weight of Massey Crush D5992 D3515 Exclaim loudly Punish D3515 as possible Burn D3515 Skin burns Scrums are loud Long live Massey D53515 rolls on floor Burn D3515 Fire intense Burning is multiple D3515 screams profuse <laughs> the, 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 just the, the absolute mastery of, of how broken the english is is beautiful i really like how much chaos we get into by the end um and then it ends on this very like simplistic like almost sad like the program's sad that you're leaving because quit are you sure yes thank you Prog- progress saved yeah, well, you, I feel are like when sure I was you? playing computer games as a kid, they always had an, are you mm-hmm. sure you yes. want to oh, yeah. play? Especially mm-hmm. for kids' games. Yes. Yeah, all of the games did that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now now they just crash when you try to quit them. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, the amazing thing for me on this one is I, I like to feel like an early article in a, in a series is probably taking place way earlier than the later articles, and they're still mindlessly fucking around with this scp for no apparent reason in the last article we're looking at yeah today. yeah they're testing it while it goes haywire well like, let's just say they might have been trying to find a way to weaponize it yeah I, not surprising not at all uh, but yeah all okay right. uh that's let's... one article where we got a record going here <laughs> why what how, hey, where are we at here uh we're 45 minutes Forage. all right um go team all right, so yeah, SCP-2219, 2219, uh, Porridge by Davey Fools. The next one we're going to talk about. Um, dear to my heart, because I had a Game Boy. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I played the ding from it on this podcast at some point during the Arcadia episode. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> um, anyway, I love the image from it. Uh, so, I, you know, no one understands why I just repeated that. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just because it just reminds me so much of that time of like, I mean, I was so excited to get a new Game Boy game, almost more than like a new Super Nintendo game because I could take that shit on the drive, you know, like any two hour drive my mom was dragging me on. Well, it's okay. I got the Game Boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, God. Game yep. Boys. No, I had exactly the same thing. I had my Link's Awakening did things to me emotionally. <laughs> oh, Link's Awakening is beautiful. It's one of the like the earliest uh Zelda games that has an actually touching plot. 
Um, and one of the only ones, period, to be honest. That has a the touchy one plot. last article we're discussing on this list was actually directly inspired by it. Oh, nice. that makes a lot of sense. Um, nice. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I, I actually noticed that. I specifically did notice that, the windfish parallel. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. But uh, so this one is... I want on credit for noticing things. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> Uh, unlicensed Game Boy game titled Porridge, created by Totlysoft. <laughs> Porridge. <laughs> That's what the kids want. Yeah, where the main character Goldlocks must progress through levels and defeat bear-themed enemies. Uh, you should be aware this is obviously about Goldilocks and the three bears. Um, oh shit! Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just... apparently designed as a platforming-style adventure revolving around the story of Goldilocks and the three bears. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the way that you ended that made it sound like you were going to keep going. Um, it's because there's a comma. I can't just pretend like there's a period. Oh, that would be breaking the rules. Um, oh, yeah. I, I should probably fix that at some point. <laughs> no, it's correct. It's not wrong. Uh, I just want to read some of the anomalous effects. So there's, there's a table in here that shows an in-game situation and the effect it has on the player in real world. So Goldlocks collects 100 porridge. <laughs> it's just 100 porridge. 100 porridge. No. Uh, player experiences a sense of induced relaxation and contentment consistent with light sedatives. <laughs> Sounds nice. nice. Uh, I could use some of that. Goldlocks. Kind of you want to have happen in a testing Yeah, for sure. uh, although definitely not this next one. Goldlocks collects mm -hmm. 500 porridge, instantaneous orgasm. <laughs> that, not so much for the testing I don't watch that. <laughs> Goldlocks fails to collect at least 25 porridge by the end of a level. Light seizure? Just a light seizure? Goldlocks <laughs> loses a life. Throat severely inflamed for five minutes. Breathing made difficult. And then... <laughs> Goldlocks loses all lives. Game over. Player contracts leprosy? <laughs> Goldlocks loses a life to level 5 boss. Papapa. Uh, uh, instantaneous rapid tooth rot. Goldlocks loses a life to level 7 boss. Mamama. Permanent blindness. <laughs> Which would make playing the game a little hard. Goldlocks loses a life to the final boss. Dagron. Cardiac arrest. Final boss defeated. Unknown. Because the outcome had yet to be achieved. Meaning there's a lot of dead D-class. Yeah. Uh so good. Um, this kind of makes basically sense. what I was thinking when I was writing is the whole Five Nights at Freddy's thing with this on with this like rapid onset of jump scare games that came out uh not too recently but fairly recently. Mm -hmm. I was just starting to think, well, if they want to actually advance this idea further, they could just straight up have a taser attached to the computer that fucks with you or whatever you lose. <laughs> Oh, that'd be great for streamers, wouldn't it? They could do the Twitch integration where the Twitch stream can also tase you at random. And... That sounds like something. Oh, make Twitch. That sounds like something Kojima would try to do in his one of his games. It does. <laughs> um, um, the thing, one of the things I love about this one is it's just a, a thing I notice about a lot of your articles. Doctor Isaiah Henderson appears to be the, the doctor in charge on this one. And I notice Henderson tends to get the more morally questionable ones that are they're testing. Yeah. He's the one at the beginning of the uh, Operation Galahad stuff, isn't he, as well? Oh, yeah. And then there was a thing where he got a Fafnir class info hazard and died. Right. Well, that's why you see Lyle Naismith more recently. Right. And Naismith tends to get the... Uh, tends to be involved in, in less shady shit. <laughs> more absurd. Than this, this earlier boss. Yeah. Um, this interview 
you know, because this is a fairly short article, but this interview at the end is just like fucking hilarious. Because it's an interview with somebody who's suffering from leprosy, having clearly played the game and, and experienced one of the anomalous effects. Uh, Dr. Horge. Jesus. Dr. Henderson. Dr. Horace Henderson. Do you feel a psychological compulsion to play the game? Do I look mental or something? If you knew what was coming after the final boss, you'd want to play it too. It's not even supposed to be a game. It's the way to weed out the unworthy. I saw that one guy that beat the game. Just look at him. Just to look at him. The light coming out of his eyes. It was... Nagel hesitates. Go on. Yeah. Nice try. You white collar shit shirts. Shit stains. Would keep it all for yourselves. <laughs> Obviously, there's some great prizes to be found. Of if course, you, you beat Porridge for the Game Boy. Uh, yeah, I still haven't decided what that is, so I left it ambiguous. That's better. It's always better with something like that. But I did want to point All out I can that think when I look at the boxes, yeah, a grandmother would definitely buy this for the kids yes. for Christmas. Porridge. It probably like comes like a package with the Daikatana Game Boy game. Mm. Oh, God. Was there a Daikatana Game Boy game? Apparently, and from oh what I God. hear, it was actually better than the N64 Well, that's one. not hard. That well, was, that is not hard at a all. shit game. It's fair. Um, I, this, is how, this is how I got the Friday the 13th Nintendo cartridge, because my mom was not aware of that movie. <laughs> and she was like, it looks fun, and there's like this guy on the back, this purple guy. I'm not kidding. That's, that's how I got introduced oh, to Friday the 13th. One time, my, uh, my mom's friend, who has this, like, a four-year-old grandson well he was four years old a long time ago oh my mom's friend was like oh yeah he's got this really cute bible game he's been playing it's called the binding of isaac <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, a very cute bible game that's a good way to put it totally accurate no problem oh god it's the most accurate bible game i've ever seen <laughs> anyway uh, a lot better than you're used to yeah yeah um i do want to point out that this first one that we read uh, which was the first one, right? The first one you ever wrote? Uh, yeah. Okay. So that one was yes. December of 2015. This one is February 17th of 2016. And then the next one we're going to read is February 18th of 2016. <laughs> Had a couple ideas, huh? Yeah. I just figured if I made two of them, I want to make the source close to that. Fair right. enough. Um, but that's that's pretty great. I mean, that's like a rapid like expansion right there. Yep. This is how you build a name. That's right. Uh, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and just. You know how switch. famous you are. The first couple of weeks when I was writing some stuff, uh, somebody was sent to talk to me about creating their draft or something, and they were like super excited to meet me, and they're like so happy in the in the PM, and they're like, "I'm just so happy to to finally talk to the person who created Corbinic because my oh. name is Henry, and they just they just got generic white guy name in their head and went, "Oh, he must be the Corbinic guy." Oh jeez! Just like that's uh, that's that's some that's somebody else. <laughs> I hope you told them to get Neverstone because God knows I need the publicity. This was two years ago, so no, I I'll, I'll see if I can find them in the DM and I'll tell them now. We yeah, have that time that you call me, you fool. Well, you have to go buy his book now. <laughs> oh my god! Can, can you guys hear me? And you know what? Nobody's ever actually oh, given me that nice kind god of uh, damn it. PM because they thought I was me. Just only you. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Someday, my dude. Someday. How special, it's how special you are. Can you guys hear no. me? Okay, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I heard good. you. Okay, good. 
because it kind of froze there for a second. Hopefully, that doesn't cut oh. the recording. It's fine. Uh, it was just a, like 30 seconds. Um, exciting. If we're talking out of order now, congratulations, everybody. This is now uh, the April Fool's Day episode for next year. Happy <laughs> <the> Arbor Day. Ah, <laughs> oh, those trees. Um, but yeah, let's talk about SCP 2803, which is. Uh, I forgot to write Mr. down the title. Gok himself. Yeah, but it's Mr. Gok, it's Mr. P. Hudson Gok himself. Uh, so this is the one we were referencing earlier because it's an office building outside Rapid City, South Dakota, serving as the corporation's Totley's office, HQ. It was a car factory, but now it's infested with a tumorous growth of flesh in the center of the building, weighing about 197 tons. Nice. <laughs> Sapient and communicates through electronics in broken dialect of English. Answers to the <laughs> name P. Hudson Cock. <laughs> Uh, Gawk is the name. It's very funny. I just like the whole thing. P. Hudson Gawk is just such a yep. fucking robber baron name. It's hilarious. Emits constant stream of lambda waves, which is used to gain subliminal control of nearby computers to create new products. And there's also 250 people within the building, essentially under the control of the entity he's use, that it's using as a meditative amplification of the lambda waves. And they have no. And the Foundation has no idea how, if they were to try and reverse it, how they could do that. Um, and I like so much that Gok sent a warning with an, a fax machine message, a fax of a notice of merger, which is well, the end. It wasn't the warning, it was good news. Right. Yes. He, he was about to merge with the building. <laughs> Happy to report your company has been annexed by Totley Software Corporation. We'll be coming at 1 p.m. for preliminary pre, pre <laughs> restructured meeting. Expect new CEO, Mouselef, new conditions, and Hanson in engagement. Spelled like mint. Uh, your compliance is not voluntary. <laughs> <laughs> We're not giving you any choices here. You gotta finish it. it <laughs> Compliance may be submit at a pro at appropriate time. Good that you are all understand and agree. Regards, <laughs> B. Hudson Gox, CEO of Totley Software. Yes, <laughs> I love the yes. <laughs> the yes is so good. Um, yeah, the your compliance is not voluntary. I'm glad it's you got to read that. Incredible, because there's a part later <laughs> I expect to be able to read because I love it. Okay. Um, Honestly, the spiritual uh, progenitor, as it were, of um, P. Hudson Gok was... Do you ever see uh, Half-Life, Full-Life Consequences on YouTube? Yes. Yes. No. It's, well, it's a go. really early machinima of, of Half-Life that's done in, like, really, really bad fanfic style. And, oh my god, of course! Ah. Uh. I can like it see every right. influence as soon as you point them out because the grammar is all broken as hell. <laughs> oh, we're getting this is like the behind the scenes of this episode. Yeah, this is good. Oh, geez, well you know a lot of stuff inspires my work, and I like to make that out in the open once it's more established. You really transmute transmute it well. I like um, I like discussing inspirations. I mean, just good. as a general aside, I think. It's really useful. I mean, we talked about it very early on in one of our Creative Corner sections segments. <laughs> Bad host. Um, that like inspiration and like being an original like voice is like 
not as important as like we like to think it is. Like it's okay to just own and discuss and be comfortable discussing. Here's the thing that really inspired this because I think that actually adds to it, especially if you've like you just said transmuted it into something else that's your own thing. Um, the amount of people that I've told, like, my first article was clearly inspired by Bloodborne, even though it's not set in the 1800s, it's not about, like, axing down monsters or anything. And then they're like, oh my god, now I see it. Like, th that co those conversations are, like, really useful, I think. What was your first article, by the way? Uh, wow. Uh, 4612. Yeah, one, two, mm. that's it. They're all 40, 12s. 40, <laughs> yeah, I know. The first few were 12s. The first three were 12s. And then I was like, I got oh, no, the first four. And I have to stop. Not all I'd, gods decompose, it's called. Not all gods decompose, yeah. Um, one of my more and for a while, it started with the words special quarantainment. <laughs> nobody knows. For like a, a year and a half? <laughs> uh, yeah, good Oh, well, the good best time. special quarantainment procedures are where you put them in a maze. <laughs> oh. Nice. God, nice. Very nice. I can't believe. Okay. The we're best part is the best part is is that you're you're equally as funny in discussion. Yes, that's good. Yes, that's that's yes. really Thank good. Thanks for all the trauma. That'd be terrible. Yeah, trauma <laughs> is really good for being funny, or you know, making you shiver in the corner, or both. Okay. You know what? Though I want to read part of this transcript with mm -hmm. uh, Doctor Nate. Mm -hmm. So they, Gox sits down in this facility starts making and shipping out anomalous video games <laughs> and it negotiates with it because it's an eldritch entity from beyond that is extremely powerful but has luckily decided to only be largely destructive instead of completely destructive so dr namath talks to it and rather than read the dialogue tags out loud i'm just going to pause a little longer between them so you can tell that there's he's a not a destructive he's a job creator <laughs> he's a he's an american more than anything job so it's creator. dr Dr. Namath is the first, and then it, it goes back and forth with, with Gok. You came from space? True. Start throw nothings. Now look, in free market with humans, as if I am humans myself, have business and profits much. Totally soft is a winner. Uh, what made you want to start a software company? Old job was get old. Could do anything, anytime. Instant graphication. Thrill is in journey, said I. I am missing it now, though. And your old job was data expunged. <laughs> and what exactly were you obliterating? Data expunged. Noted. <laughs> Should go back to tell old job, you thinks? No. I would honestly suggest you should stick with running a software corporation. That is the American way. You came to do the right thing. I'm 100% certain you should keep selling your software and making money. Your old job was not at all interesting or profitable. Keep doing this. <laughs> because I'm start to miss it. Being humans is difficult. Cannot even data expunged. You know? Please, I'm begging you. Keep being a software tycoon. <laughs> So clearly it's it's just described uh, what it can do and has done in the past. And, and Naismith is clearly sitting bolt upright in his seat like, okay, this is going badly really fast. No, keep doing this. <laughs> I love that it is so clearly like some, like not even an eldritch horror, but like somebody that's probably responsible for the death of billions or it's, like the destructions like, of okay. star systems or whatever. And it's just like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Like, this clearly, his day just, Dr. Naismith's day just totally took a fucking turn. He's like, I, I don't know if I, I'm qualified to talk you down from what, 
from what I'm just realizing you can do. <laughs> I just love the idea that the best way to contain it is to keep letting it sell. Yes. What can I say? He wants to be where the people are. <laughs> That's right. He wants to be part of your world. Uh, being humans is difficult. <laughs> sure is. Sure is, buddy. He's so relatable, isn't he? <laughs> Uh, where did the name P. Hudson God come from? Like, what? That's amazing. I was trying to think of something that sounded like, um, okay, there was this meme I saw a long-ass time ago. It's, uh, oh, it's this Japanese game, and it's making a fictional American names for its baseball roster, and it's trying to make names that sound American, but, like, are, I like, mm. I guess it's just weird names, like, um, <clears throat> Stanley Startinez or some shit. And right. I was just trying to make something along that lines. It sounds like it would be an American name, but it, it just feels like, like, yeah. like an alien's idea of what an American name sounds like. Uh, initial name of a river in New York, and then Gok. Or just, <laughs> I like the headcanon that's at least part of what his original name was, but it's just a fragment of it and given the CK, so it sounds more English. Right. It's good. <clears throat> but I think we should switch to one of my favorite <sighs> articles. <laughs> I've read this article more than most articles I've read. Dog movie. Dog movie. Dog movie is I've I've already complained like how much I love this article on the podcast and I don't know how many episodes. This is one of my favorite articles. It's so yeah, I think funny. we mentioned it, goes, it. Goes so off the rails. It's amazing. I think we mentioned it. Yeah, briefly. the name of the article was like a dog's purpose, and it was directly <laughs> inspired by that movie because I am so tired of these movies where it's all oh, like, yeah. "I'm getting a dog. I'm getting a dog. The yeah. dog is naughty. Oh, the naughtiness is endearing me gradually. The dog is dead now from some horrible traumatic thing. I am a better person as a result. <laughs> Turner and Hooch and Marley and me, and it's been going on for decades. <laughs> I mean, God, Hollywood is only capable of making the same, like, three, four yep. movies anyway. Um, it becomes to the point where you're making a sacrificial dog for Oscar money. <laughs> I don't think any of those movies want Oscars. Um, they want to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a VHS, which is different every time you watch it titled Dog Movie, uh, which is starring Charles Grodin, Andy McDowell, and Alan Rickman, none of which remembered filming the movie. Something I didn't notice until this time that I reread it is uh, this is a lovely image of the uh, the VHS case. Alan Rickman on the on the VHS case is credited as Al <laughs> and Rickman. It's <laughs> the ampersand. Al and Rickman. I will tell you, um, not to get on too much of a tangent here, but Charles Grodin actually plays an important part in Never Stone Book 4. Oh my god. You're sense. really into Charles Grodin. I noticed there's even a character named... It's named hyperfixation, Grodin. let's be honest. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, there's this, uh, really shitty Martin Short Charles Grodin movie called Clifford. It turns out to be of existential importance to the multiverse. I won't spoil it. <laughs> oh god, I know that movie. Oh, Jesus. Um, but yeah, so every time the VHS is different, it's a different film, but there are shared factors. Uh, and I'm just going to read these because they get steadily more uh, kind of, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. they're not actually that ridiculous, but how they play out. And then what I thought we could do is we could each pick one of the experiment logs, but not giving away the ending. 
Um, yeah, so you're going to read the throughout <laughs> each film thing to explain what the format is, then right, we're going right. to pick one. Yeah, you do yeah. that. So each iteration is direct sequel to the previous iteration, which <laughs> I didn't catch that note until this time, and that is so much that is so much funnier. That, How like, many dogs get one man right? half? Yes, the idea that like <laughs> Grodin just continues to have this situation over and over again. The dialogue is filled with broken English, typical Tollysoft, but all other professional aspects are of the typical quality for a major family film in 1989. Grodin praised the protagonist, a suburban businessman in his late 30s. Um, Named Ryan Ryan Fromt. Ryan Fromt. Andy McDowell plays his <laughs> wife, Marianne Fromt. The Fromps have children, though the number, names, and identities of the children have little to no narrative consistency from iteration to iteration. <laughs> Which is hilarious because they're sequels. Uh, the antagonist of the film is played by Alan Rickman, albeit with an entirely different character each time. <laughs> He's got so much range. That's true. Uh, Ryan struggles with a flaw in his character, stated outright in the first five minutes of the movie by Marianne, immediately preceded by the phrase, So I, so I saying now outright to your face, you husband... You husband. <laughs> to remedy this flaw, Marianne adopts one or more dogs, despite Ryan's objections. <coughs> the relationship between Ryan, the dogs, and his family leads to a deeper bond between all parties involved, puts a strain on Ryan's relationship with Alan Rickman's character, and causes Ryan to reevaluate his life in the aforementioned flaw. Next bullet point. The dog dies in a tragic accident slash incident. <laughs> this causes Ryan to have an epiphany. He cuts, he cuts off ties with his, the antagonist. The Fromps plants a tree in their backyard over where the dog was buried. Ryan, which must, there must be a lot of trees in that backyard. Uh, Ryan, it's, a <laughs> it's an orchard. Uh, Ryan closes the film with a voiceover ending with the phrase, I am become greater guy than was. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just thought we could each like pick one of these ones to talk about. Because there's about, what is there's like seven? Yeah, so we'll just proceed down the list in a sense you pick one and then i'll pick one that's lower than yours and dave i I just spoke so you you pick one oh okay dave is there one here you particularly want um i will say uh uh farm of dogums the fourth one Mm -mm. you want to read that one yes okay and then i will start which one do you want to read gregory and i'll start before that Uh, I will read Paging Dr. Doggum. You don't have to okay, read one well, before then... that. Why? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, then I'll um, read the one that's next. I'll, I'll read 17 Spli. Okay. So we'll, we'll read the 3, 4, and 5 then, I guess. Okay. That works well. <laughs> so uh, this one is... We'll, we'll skip the uh, part where we have to see the number. But this is uh, Doggum UV 5, Paging Dr. Doggum. <laughs> flaw was, uh, I'm saying to you, husband, you husband, uh, you are am run away from the sadness. Alan Rickman's character is Dr. Pung, Ryan's psychiatrist. The dog's names, because we're on multiple dogs now, are Jimbo Jambo, Rambo, and Flint, four Yorkshire Terriers. The dog's cause of death, poisoned from eating Ryan's antidepressants. The flaw resolution. After learning to embrace uncomfortable feelings, Ryan triumphantly claims that he doesn't need Dr. Pung's medications to be happy and fires him. As he walks away, Dr. Pung slips on a puddle of Ryan's tears and dies from the resulting head injury. In the epilogue, Ryan begins to realize that suffering has power beyond human understanding. <laughs> that left turn of just like he he's ascending. 
<laughs> that's where it that's where it starts doing the Dave you fool volta where it starts switching into like this is funny and also disturbing which makes it funnier yeah and then boy does it pick up as the next couple go dogum dogum uvi 27 710 <laughs> spli uh you and the flaw is you husband you needing step up bowling game <laughs> Alan Rickman's character Chet Warpledang, the Frumpt family bowling team's rival. Dogs, Lassarooney, a collie. <laughs> Dogs cause of death, Jesus Christ. <laughs> beaten beaten to death with a bowling ball by Chet in an attempt to demoralize the Frumpt family. For bowling, you know. <laughs> this is even more serious business than Big Lebowski. Jesus. <laughs> Flaw resolution. After locking himself in his bedroom for a week-long depressive state, Ryan emerges with a significantly increased muscle mass. In a montage, he scores 700 consecutive perfect games at different bowling alleys across the country. In shame, Chet commits suicide by choking on a bowling pin. (laughs) Ryan expresses suspicion at his newfound ability to score less than 300 points, but his wife reminds him, in losing dogs, of that you are love dogs. Your greatness begins itself. (laughs) True. Oh, jeez. All right, Dave. Dave All right. Um, so, number uh, 117. That's uh, Dogum Uvi, Farm of Dogums. And his flaw is, in future, you will die on some day. Alan Rickman's <laughs> character is Agent Margot Stein of the FBI, investigating malignant paranormal activity in the neighborhood. The dogs are 500 Labradoodles, each one of them named Sacrificey. <laughs> the dogs, co- dogs, uh, dogs cause of death. During a cookout, Sacrificey number eight approaches Ryan. Having gained the ability to speak, he says, Time is as come, master, as it must. And spontaneously bursts into flames, along with the other dogs. A neighborhood-wide conflagration sues, after which only the Fromp residence remains. Flaw resolution. Ryan's tears of grief cover his body in a thin film of liquid, which slowly changes the color of his skin from white to a shining gold. In a forest of 500 oak trees, they shoot from the soil of what used to be his backyard. Agent Margelstein shoots Ryan to no effect, as the agent chokes to death on a whirlwind of the dog's ashes. Ryan boasts, You know not a thing. Tragedy upon tragedy upon tragedy has sculpted the skin clay of my soul into the plaster of perfect harmony. Scar tissue toughens until indestructible is being skin. <laughs> Someday the flagellation of my the self forces may become greatest guy than all. Until then, I am become greater guy than one. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely beautiful. Uh, That's great. Uh, And so we didn't read two of them. And then there is a uh, hint at a connection to uh, Corbinick and Three Moons. But I don't want to give that away because it is so fucking good. This is like Hmm. this article. When did you post this? What year was this? This one is this one is really 2019 wow yeah Yeah. this one should be still before covid should be three or four times its rating (laughs) it's it's i i just this is such a good like harry this is the one that made me this is the one that made me write american american very obviously since it's the same sort of deal (laughs) let me just say it's it's what 
It was inspired by all the frustration I was having with some of the customers at my job. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. You can tell they got these dogs just for their own character development. <laughs> right. See, that's 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 funny. Um, but also hearing you're complaining about them making all of these dog movies that are all the same dog movie and that also inspiring me was really funny because <laughs> the the totally soft that I wrote that's inspired by this one was also inspired by how irritated I am that everything is called American something now because titles are all crazily bankrupt. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be even worse now. That's your description of the freaking uh, uh, Korvenik is space America. That's perfect. That's utterly perfect. <laughs> That was fun. We talked about that on the victim episode. Yeah, we talked about that on the victim episode. Yeah, so good. Uh, yeah, that one totally rips off the format of this. Like, it completely rips off the format and ends with a Corbinic stinger. I think just like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's okay because then in the author post I go that I'm I'm blatantly attempting to imitate Dave you fool with the uh, the imposter challenge, which is of course uh, created so that you can. Um, you can write something exactly like somebody else and then not have to overcome your fears and contact them and ask them if it's any good because it's against the rules of the challenge to show it to the person <laughs> you're impersonating. So well, I don't have to be like, hey, to my partners, we actually did it perfectly. I'm That's so funny. Uh, the only Three Moons initiative that I made a reference to was I did one which was part of oh, our, um, part of our, what was it? Contest? It, Department? Yep. Contest. Right, so we did a department with IP where it was about uh, buying and selling of anomalies. Uh, that was their way of containing it. So it was all like attempting to do like not like Marshall Carter dark stuff. It was all about like actually like these things are just floating around the world. So who's going to go into like anomalous, you know, uh, yard sales and whatnot? Um, and one of the ones I did for it was about a satanic panic corporation. Uh, that was oh, actually that so you want to summon a demon thing uh basically yeah yeah uh yeah that's the one i did that image for it yeah um and that was i like that one a lot um because i like the idea of making it so that this was a real corporation that was actually spreading satanism that worked uh and that the foundation was the one that actually created the satanic panic to just D diminish the realities of the, the few instances of this really happening but i ended it with a total three moons initiative thing but it was before <laughs> the foundation would have heard about it so it's on a fax machine and the fax machine doesn't have the right characters to do the moon so it just ends with like three square boxes <laughs> right cause they, they they send they send the usual note but, but instead of because because we were talking about this right in in crit and you're like uh, this takes place before the rest of the Corbinic articles. Like they can't know about Corbinic before right. they know about Corbinic. Well, wait, maybe they can if they sent their message via fax. <laughs> we apologize for stepping yeah, in. Well, Corbinic is connected to a lot of different parallel iterations of Earth. Sure. Uh, we... So it could be just a different Earth. We apologize for stepping in there, but it's for the best. Despite the saying, "The devil you know really isn't better." You are watched. You are protect. <laughs> you are watched. You are protected, and you're very welcome. <laughs> ah, so much fun. Anyway, I know, right? Yeah, uh, the one time that I used Corbinic was in 6500, and yeah, you did. The only comment anybody ever gives on the dialogue in my section of uh, of that is, "I have a Corbinic note where they're they're very, very unhappy with the foundation," and I think. You're in my son. Oh, you've seen that, have you? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. quoted 50 times in the YouTube comments, everybody. 
I mean, Apparently, we we ended we ended which one did we we ended the three moves initiative with that the episode we ended it literally. You said you oh, watched, yeah, you protected, and you were loved, and then I ended it by saying, "And you're shit out of luck, son." Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're very funny, is the point of all of this. Yeah, anyway, all three of us remains just. I mean, you are. This is SCP four five eight seven. Go read it and upload it. Or yeah, upload it. Yeah, well, read it, man. Trust it's me. it's so it's so fucking good. You just uh, listened to a reading of it for Christ's sake. You right? Yeah. Well, you didn't say the ending. That's true. That's true. Um, but the next one we're going to talk to is actually by Jack Ike. Actually, two of the ones we're going to talk about are Jack, yeah, got a Jack, Jack Ike. In here. Uh, which these are pretty fucking good ones. Oh, they're great. Uh, this one is thirty-four ninety-two, and it's Totley's unbear unbarable ex- existence by Jack Ike. Borrowing uh, the whole thing from porridge. Mm-hmm. Right, um, the bars. Uh, let's see. It's a Caucasian male claiming to be named Wet McSqueegee. <laughs> and my favorite part is that anytime they try to spell it, Dick's McSqueegee at first, but I don't know. Oh. I think they changed it for some reason. Oh, okay. But I like how anytime. Where is it? Okay, here's the footnote. Despite grammatical inaccuracy, SCP 3492 will always record its name without the right, correct capitalization. Uh, McSqueegee. Uh, sporadically undergoes prominent spatial and and or temporal distortions centralized upon random portion of the entity's body. And I'm just going to read these because they're horrifying. Dislocation of bodily portions uh, with a footnote that includes the joints or limbs uh, to another fixed position relative to the remainder of the anomaly. Over or under exaggerated movement of bodily portions along a single axis frequently resulting in the above. Over or under exaggerated rotation of jointed limbs frequently to physically impossible extents. <clears throat> Supposed rotation or movement of bodily portions along an, an unobservable higher spatial <laughs> dimensions. <laughs> uh, spontaneous loss of one or more spatial dimensions resulting in SCP-3492 converting into a lower dimensional form. So he like becomes flat. Uh, prominent, okay, uh, so <laughs> uh, prominently slowed or, or accelerated motion of bodily portions. Apparent motion of limbs independently from the anomaly. Motion of bodily portions occurring in an inverted manner. Pseudo precognitive abilities resulting from 3492 briefly undergoing a period <laughs> of inverted time. <laughs> and my favorite part is there's a note that so it doesn't really cause him pain because it's like intangible to the rest of him, so he can't really feel it. It's okay, don't worry. <laughs> Uh, property stem from the fact that it is a component of a partially functional program developed by Totley Soft Corporation as a proof of concept intended to promote interest in physics engine being developed. <laughs> I love that it's found in an E3 booth. <laughs> it's maintaining a booth for Totley Soft at E3 in 2017. Um, the interviews are like the meat and... and potatoes of this and i don't want to give away too much but it, it no, is the best parts of it are uh, are the twists yeah a couple twists there's it. some really good twists i mean i just love how he starts yelling he's illegal it's just so funny i cannot unhear <laughs> this guy as uh being spoken with like a uh, team fortress 2 set and mix that you see on youtube <laughs> that would be pretty good has uh, must be one of the few occasions of Gawk being written by somebody who isn't Ape You Fool as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just this perfectly captures that that feeling, but it feels you know 
like his own thing, like Jack's own thing. Like, uh, just good God. Uh, the ending is so fucking, I don't, I'm not going to give it away. The yeah. last, the I mean, they're, all three interviews are good, but the last interview is just like, wait, what's happening? And then when it dawns on you, it's just, it's, it's funny, but it's also kind of horrifying. Yeah, this is just this is one of those groups of interest where you look at and go, that is so much fun. If I get an idea for it, I want to have the fun with that. And that's mm-hmm. clearly what happened with Jack. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, because I don't really want to give away the interviews. I, I don't know if that's I, if there's anything else you guys want to say about it. I just think people should go read it. It's it's really good. It's 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 well yeah, it's rated. Hard but to talk about it more yeah. without giving away the epic twist. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've had a few actually from Jack that did that. I think in, in previous episodes, where the the best part is the part that we don't want to spoil because you got to read it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's the point of the show, honestly, is to explain, you know, kind of give yeah. a uh, a launching off point to dig into these GOIs and and eventually soon canons. Yes, because um, I mean, we're not going to read the entirety of Dragon's Dream. No, on, on, on the air. No, I can't. Um, if you if you did, I would have you involuntarily committed. <laughs> voluntary is <laughs> compliance is not voluntary <laughs> uh, but yeah okay I want to talk about 6697 because I had not read this oh, one uh, and I mean uh, it was out last year and I guess I just missed it but I had not read this before today I think today and it makes me angry how funny this is <laughs> I remember I was... You know, uh, the weird thing about this skip in particular, I was surprised when people said I captured the emotions and not characters well, because if people who know me in real life know one thing about me, I hate the ever-loving shit out of Seinfeld. <laughs> me too! Me too! I hate I mean, Seinfeld! I'm, I'm neurotypical. I'm, wait, I'm neurodivergent. That's the opposite of what I meant. Yes. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, and for neurodivergent people who are empaths looking at Seinfeld, it's like it's like I'm looking at the platonic, non-violent version of the Saw movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... It's like, I hate awkward social situations. Why would I subject myself to one of those for entertainment? For me, it's like, A, I don't think it's that funny. B, or at all, honestly, most of the time. And B, the characters that are presented are so unrelatable and so awful and i know that's the joke but i don't give a shit because it's not funny like it's just see i like always sunny and infinite that's different philadelphia because it's like it's the same premise but uh, it's like oh awful people doing awful things but in that context they're doing it for getting in shenanigans and having fun in seinfeld it feels more like i'm being stuck on a plane listening to some guy talk also the difference in tone is not yeah. only it's not that's not the only difference because Seinfeld seems to almost make you want to think that these people are somehow cool because of the way that they are. Um, you feel more cynical because of that, right? And 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 Sunny feels like it's the creator saying people like this are a fucking like drain on our life. Like they're they're making these characters <laughs> hilarious, but the 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 show itself is being like, look at these douchebags. They are not, <laughs> you know, like it's and then the way that they. The way that Sonny always does the thing where they rotate who's going to be reasonable. Because all four of them are insane. Um, well, five with... Uh, with uh, What's his name? Um, for, I will I say, Danny however, Danny Danny my Vito. ideal voice cast for Eric Waltieri and Neverstone is absolutely Charlie Day. Well, that's... Yeah, that's solid. 
Sorry, that's a bit of a tangent. Um, <coughs> we'll but, get, uh, get his agent to call you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really just love how, like, Sonny, they... Like, there's the rotating... One of the cast members will be the reasonable one. That will be like, you guys are being weird. This is not... And then the, it, it changes every episode. And it's not always, like, predictable. But it really works, like... And, like, they all will have these moments where they are, like, saying the thing that we as the audience are all thinking. Uh, and then the next episode, they're a complete maniac. <laughs> it's just so good. Uh, except for the fact that Dennis is clearly a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> anyway. All right. Back to this. Uh, SCP-6697, Serenity Never, by yourself, mm-hmm. Davey Fool, which is a collective designation for Show Must Go On. <laughs> series of video cassettes created by Totley Soft Corporation. Although many have been referenced in other situations, only one of these videotapes has been found. And that's okay, because it's entitled Cinefold Seasons Cinefold Seasons Seasons 1 through Infinity (laughs) is 23 (laughs) minutes long. The first minute is a brief promotional segment for Totley Soft, including a frequently misspelled title card for the episode. The remainder of the video is an episode of Seinfeld, but the episode in question changes with every complete viewing, extending past the series finale and into a hypothetical and presumably infinite season 10. The maximum maximum amount of episodes of new episodes is not known. Um, and I mean, this one goes on for a bit, like because we continue to see the progression of how things can kind of steadily get out of control. But, uh, the the the, follow, the summary on the back cover is so good. I Harry, love that so do you wanna, much. Do you, Harry, you want to read it? Yeah, sure. I, I think this would kill you if you tried to read this. Yes. <laughs> if you like, I could read it. Oh, Dave, go for it. Yeah. Okay. I will attempt to do it as Gok. <laughs> All right. All right. Ah, Cinefold. The magnificent shoe of what no things. Entrancing Americans all throw got the USA. <laughs> But when we comes to the end of season yen, we ask, when? Season 10? Where is season 10? It cannot be over. Oh, grief. Wait no longer, Sanifold consumer, like the Zen gartings of Buddhist marks. Totley Soft is extend to have never-ending video technologies of heart-wrenching dog movie into the ha-ha realm of comedy. Every episode is something new. See Jari and Lay, Garg and Granar going on further <laughs> adventures, occasionally saying ya-da and other stupid words forever. Declaims her, due to many lost complaints about most noble and bountiful Totley Soft mastery of English language, you jerks, Totley Soft <laughs> is being receptive of criticisms and such, and having used powerful Totley Soft because computers algorithm to allow characters of Sendiford to write themselves. <laughs> <laughs> And there's oh, that's amazing. far too many episodes to even come close to discussing it. And and <laughs> you, I mean, not not to say that you know it's it's not a very long, it's not a super long article. But there's enough George of them. Goes on a George goes on a fucking journey, and I love. <laughs> there's like a real metatextual, you know, almost not pataphysical, but like there's a sense that like the character of George 
and it becomes explicit at some point, just becomes aware that he's stuck in a story with Jerry. Um, and I just, it's just so much fun. I mean, there's bits where George just decides for like 54 episodes to not speak. So the show is going on and people are making the jokes and then they turn to Jerry, the camera focuses in it and then George says nothing. And then, you know, laugh track goes anyway. Or the, when, when George decides to quit and then Jerry doesn't know how to respond. So he just keeps having the, the scripted conversation with the empty space in the booth. <laughs> or when he's supposed to be in a scene and he never shows up, they just act like he is, and then right. the, the hand to him just falls onto the floor, and <laughs> <laughs> they hand him the coffee. Right, Kramer hands him the coffee. The coffee cup just shatters on the ground, and then he tries to drink it as if pretending to be George. <clears throat> and then, of course, because this is what this is, it it starts out like just vaguely dark and very funny, and then suddenly the dark comes even more. <laughs> Uh, if any of these characters was to lose their shit uh, and become oh, yeah. a maniac, a real one that was actually dangerous, George is 100% the right one. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I give this credit for making something so goddamn funny um, that is based on a sitcom that I fucking absolutely hate. So well, bra- bravo to you. It's kind of beautiful when you think about it because Totley Soft is able to make a successful version mm-hmm. of Seinfeld that like the Seinfeld dialogue is not totally soft dialogue. Seinfeld is apparently so low quality that totally soft can nail it. Yeah, well, they they wrote it themselves. Why was that the reason the reason that the grammar is actually working for this uh, right. version of Seinfeld is because right is because uh, totally soft had to outsource to something that made the characters self-aware. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it because you use you use that ongoing thing about their grammar so terrible, and you use this thing where they try to get around that, which also allows for the fact that George is now deviating from the plot because you've given the characters the ability to write the plot, and he's writing himself out. I just I have to I have to read this one part. Uh, yeah, George pulls out a pistol from his da- jacket and cuts the line at the soup Nazi place. Jerry, no, George, fuck it, making the most of it. He enters the restaurant and goes behind the counter. Laughing wildly, he shoots Soup Nazi seven times at point blank. Neither Soup Nazi nor the customers acknowledges. George, no pulse for you! Soup Nazi lies dead. George messily devours a fistful of broccoli cheddar soup straight from the pot. The only sounds heard are the incorrectly timed laugh track and Jerry's screams of horror. <laughs> Bravo. So good. Um, I uh, came up in my um, complete and utter self-centeredness uh, with an alternate title that would work for this, which is The Madness of King George. <laughs> oh, that's actually an episode title. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's uh, so funny. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even notice that. That's for the piece, actually. hilarious. You're, you're on exactly the same wave. That's amazing. It's, 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 yeah, it's to Madness of King Gorg. Right. Gorg. <laughs> Gorg. Uh, um, I was around in various <laughs> Discord servers when this, this one dropped and everybody was like, Oh my god, he's doing it again! He's doing it again! <laughs> like everybody was... When one of your articles... I don't know how aware you are of this, but when one of your articles drops, uh, there's quite a few chats that suddenly explode with people going, Oh, look! <laughs> I only I only uh, joined Discord recently, and it's pretty... I'm having fun with it. I've seen you in, uh, in the server that... I don't know if they've officially announced it yet, so I'll just pretend that what? it doesn't exist. Really? <laughs> I know, for two years. Alright, <laughs> okay. But, but yeah... Um, you got a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. All right. That makes um, me happy. 
and deal with that deal with that existential existential confusion and most of the uh, fans of the show are at least aware of your book stuff because most of the episodes have included a link uh <laughs> I gotta to say, your first you one welcome well, i haven't read your book yet. i actually have to read your book there's three of them yes i i love them so, i mean i know I, i'm kind of biased gonna be because yeah <laughs> Because uh, you had me read it even before it was out, which I was very, very flattered by, uh, even though I didn't finish it um, until after it came out. But my God, I'm such a big fan. And I'm not just saying that because I like your stuff already. Like, I, it's such a different... I, I love that it's such a different thing. Like, I was like, oh, this is going to be like three moons. It's not. It's 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 very funny, but it's completely a, a new track for your writing. I, I love it so much. Well, book four is going to be the last book. But I will say, at that some point, one of the characters, one of the good guys, as it were, is going to say verbatim, you are watched, you are protected, you are loved. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to be reading it, like, on my phone and, like, turn to look at my empty room and be like, see? See? <laughs> he said the thing. Uh, it's going to be like that scene from, from Simpsons. Before we leave this one, I, I just have in my notes to note down there's two episodes in a row where, of course, these characters, if they die, they come back to life because mm -hmm. the torment of being on on network television is eternal, right? And uh, <laughs> the, the episode, the first episode where George gets so disconsolate, he kills himself. And then in the episode that immediately happens after, they are called Bye Gorg and Hi Gorg. <laughs> Hi again, Gorg. No way out, Gork. <laughs> Bye, Gork. That's such a funny title for an episode where a character kills himself. Bye, Gork. I just love he begins in a 104 episode story arc of making a journey on foot to the other cities to find survivors of the 174 <laughs> event. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, definitely read it. Uh, but yeah, okay. So SCP 4962. Which is Dak Hunt Remist Er by Jack Ike and Swagetti. Uh, I fucking love this one. Oh, it's incredible. It also takes a very uncomfortable turn towards the end. Um, it's an anomalous video game uh, of Duck Hunt Remaster, but spelled Dak Hunt Remist Er. Uh, instances are shipped with a game cartridge and instruction manual written in totally soft broken English and a tripod mounted 50 caliber M2 <laughs> Browning heavy machine gun. Colored to resemble the 1989 NES uh, Zapper, which is uh, Dash A. And what's funny about this is that the game will not work if you try to use a Zapper or the controller. <laughs> the game will only work with this Browning Heavy Machine Gun, which fired at the TV. Does not, The bullets demanifest, but the sound and the force of the gunshots are still... So you're still going deaf. Like just the idea, I just the idea of a kid sitting behind a giant fucking gun that I couldn't hold, and I'm six oh, foot two and two hundred pounds. Like it's just that's amazing. Those dacks are fact. Yeah, and then it just kind of you know, it, there's no limitation on the bullets, and they can just fire like you know, uh, endless amounts. Um, and the thing that really like it, it's really it, it's just absurd and hilarious when you get to that point. And then whenever a player fails to fulfill the requirements of level, the level, the screen will display an approximation of the in-game hunting dog 
which if you've never played Duck Hunt, that dog is a piece of shit. Everybody uh, who's ever played the game hates that fucking dog. <laughs> holding a bloody duck above the words game over, as several portions of the image are visible, visibly higher resolution than what the 8-bit Nintendo system should allow, <laughs> the image is theorized to be displayed through anomalous means. And then you open up a collapsible, and you see just one of the most upsetting like jump scares <laughs> in a funny article I've ever seen. Like it's fucking just just like yeah, it's this dog that already has weirdly human eyes and the worst creepy teeth ever holding up a bloody ass duck. Uh game over. Um and then the play if you see no no if you're playing the game and you see the game over screen, but not people that were just watching, they will start seeing this dog out in real life. <laughs> they will begin uh, like showing up and demonstrating methods of stalking, maiming, killing, preparing, and cooking a variety of birds, predominantly ducks, <laughs> to the player. <laughs> Several days after initial infection, the anomaly will begin appearing in the player's dreams, initially encouraging them to complete the game and suggesting methods by which they can improve their gameplay. Uh, the footnote is awareness of how to achieve this appears to be limited players capable of consistently surpassing level 60 report that the suggestions are vague, redundant and unhelpful over time uh, the anomaly will become increasingly aggressive instead punishing the player for failing to complete the game uh, so fucking good I mean it's just so I mean it's already turned creepy with that picture but it kind of swings back into, like, it's pretty absurd. I mean, the fact that horror can be absurd is just so perfect. But without giving it away, the ending is a D-class test that goes so fucking dark. It's just, like, it hits you in the face with a frying pan. Like, it's just so bleak. Yep. I think this is one of my favorite Totally Soft articles, honestly, because it combines two of my greatest passions in life. Totally Soft and Ducks. <laughs> oh that's like funny ducks, do you? ducks i just really fucking love ducks that's so f that makes a lot of i'm not gonna spoil for harry but that makes sense with the with the representation right. in, in the book the duck representation <laughs> I, you'll understand you'll understand when you get there um uh, is that really a spoiler considering uh airing that on the amazon page for my author shits i list dead craig as, as a talking duck oh that's funny <laughs> Uh, you you, you want to read the blurb for this one, Dave? You, yeah. Um. Oh yes, yes. Give me. You a have second. it open or? <laughs> shot, shot, shot. All <laughs> you love, shot. Dak is family tradition, <laughs> and we all knows they lesser life. Now, fine. <laughs> this is best game for to shoot Dak even better because now gun attachment is HD control plus new. Advanced AI animal coach. <laughs> oh god! Shot! 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 All shot! 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 shot deck. All human love shot deck. And we all knows they lesser life. <laughs> I am not even exaggerating with how much I love ducks. I mean, have you seen them in flight? They just look like they're so busy, like they're late for ducks. <laughs> 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 That's amazing. Uh, this is wildly down? underrated. Uh, this is only at 51 right now. And that is... That happens to Jack Ike. It does happen to Jack Ike. Uh, this is unacceptable. If you're listening, click on the link in the show description, please, and go read this article. It's very short, and it's very funny slash horrific. <laughs> uh, 
<sighs> but yeah. Especially love that thing where it's like a Browning machine gun and actually has the force of it. I That's so funny. That's and also the, the machine gun behaves like a machine gun if you right. point it away from the game, too. <laughs> right. It's only... Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah, no, totally. And yeah. D manifests when it strikes the screen, but that means the bullets are really coming out. <laughs> I love it. Oh god. Um, so things that I love. Yeah, Dragon's Dream, which is SCP seventy seven oh two. I hadn't completely finished this one until this time, so I started again from scratch and read it. And this one's a voyage. Uh, yeah, I'll oh, be honest. God. I did not make it all the way through it, but I'm going to today. But. That's because, I mean, there's no reason to, like, try and summarize everything. Um, this one, like you were saying, I can see this as a 1001 because it just feels like such... One of the things that blows me away about Three Moons is that you set up this whole world. And there's all these details of, uh, you know, other creatures and stuff on Corbinic. Um, and there's all these ideas like this lore... You know, it's lore rich, but then a lot of the articles kind of just do their own thing and it's the funny joke. And then it's more building out the world through implication because of its effect on our real world. Um, and the thing that I've always blown up, been blown away by is that you never went back and were like, I'm going to do another thing that's just specifically, you know, fleshing out this world. And this one does that same thing again by establishing a different, like, uh, not rival, but like, you know, alternative afterlife uh, called Kegelpagan. Or Kegelopon. Kegelopon. Um I also really like that the anomaly seems to be working for a r enemy slash rival to Jakara. J Jalakara? Right? Jalakara? Oh, yeah. yeah Vuo. Yeah, you know, I actually mentioned him first in, uh, I forget what number it was, but it was, oh, yeah, it was 7922 and for my last trick. Oh. It's not explicitly listed as a Three Moons article, but it does mention all the names of the gods. Oh, nice, nice. The eight princes. So, what is this? This is a area of forested wetlands comprising one square kilometer. Uh, the interior consists of circular ponds surrounded by a thick border of mangroves. The trees have an anomalous repulsive effect on matter trying to pass between them. Meaning, you can't pass through these trees. Um, this area is capable of teleportation through unknown means, all locations being in temperate and humid biomes, which is, I think they said, like, in Southeast America, um, the Africa and Southeast Asia, right? Um, yeah. SCP-A refers to a large barn built on a wooden pier on the center of the pond. The barn has no doors. The only known way to enter is through a small corrugated metal shack attached to the southern wall. Dash B is a humanoid entity of variable appearance, most often seen on a lawn chair next to the shack's entrance. <clears throat> it changes its appearance and spoken language to suit the community's majority mental image of a hospitable, eccentric, and harmless bartender. <laughs> when the anomaly teleports away, the area it was, it was in turns into a patch of thin black slime, which is organic, but an unknown genetic makeup. And if somebody touches it, they get like intense feelings of paranoia, which goes away if they take you know, wipe it off. Yeah. Which, you know, of course it would. Uh, I imagine I would, yeah. Humanoid entity uses the anomaly to lure people in and offers them a drink because there's all these advertisements about being a, the best drink imaginable, or, or I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Um, and once somebody accepts, he shows them into the barn and they're never seen again. People can refuse and leave, but if you go in the barn, that's it. No one sees you again. And during an investigation, the... <coughs> Researcher who volunteers, and this is relevant, researcher who volunteers, Naismith, thinks 
that there's she's suicidal because amnestics have no effect on her and she's seen too much like there's a list of the anomalies that she's been a, a, a part of including 231 and all these other ones that are just so fucked up uh and amnestics for some reason doesn't work on her something genetically uh, and they try to get her kicked off and the 05 is like no that's great. If she wants to die, she's a more ethical candidate for this investigation than someone who doesn't want to die. Which I guess is true. It's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she goes, she talks to this person uh, who changes their experience and they clearly know that she's wearing a camera. They clearly know about the foundation uh, and they offer her something that's supposed to taste like orange Fago. <laughs> And does not, it does among not. other things, that is not what it's supposed to be. <laughs> and then because she was equipped with SCP-2922, which is the, the telepathic phone thing that leads to the discovery of Corbinic in the first place, she not only finds out there's an afterlife, she gets to send in uh, voicemails. But my favorite part is that immediately following Dr. Salas' death in the investigation, the phone at Site-59 assigned to her SCP-2922 implant received... 2,384 voicemail messages over the course of five seconds. It is unknown how it was able to circumvent the phone's data storage limits. But I like this bit because it also it, that, that's also mm -hmm. a good early explanation of the fact that she's in this for a very, very, very right. long time right. in her perspective, but it's not a very, very long time in our world. <laughs> yeah, it's five seconds. Um, I really like it because it also explains like her like consistent frustration at like sending these you know, yeah, oral reports. And then why, why aren't you picking up? Like, what the fuck? Uh, but it also creates... <laughs> I'm going to have friends who send them that fast and, and get mad. <laughs> <laughs> but it also sets up a good um, mechanism for why we're just reading, like, a bunch of the, her thoughts and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, as opposed to, like, so many other articles that have to find some reason why we have all these, like, first-hand accounts. This is, like, this wonderful mechanism for, like, well, we can just get as many you know, thoughts as we want from her. Yeah, like so much of this article is is uh, transmitted uh, dialogue logs and like, mm -hmm. man, all oh, you found a way to like justify writing in the one way of writing that I can always do. I can always start writing one of these. You found a way to do that. That's good. <laughs> I really like that we get to hear her inner thoughts as well. Yes. That's and good. they start designating in the voice logs that this is her voice or this is her mental transmission. Uh, just like fucking fucking shit on a rounded whore tangle. I was just looking at that one. <laughs> she's, she's not happy. She's generally not. I happy. mean, she's like significantly suicidal and pissed off at all the horrible things that she's done because of the foundation. And she just keeps saying, like, the whole reason she tells the guy in the barn why she wants to go ahead and take this stuff, whatever's happened. She just wants it all to go away. She wants it to go back to 10 years ago when she didn't know anything about the Foundation. And that asshole goes, yeah, drink this. That'll do it. Dies. I like how he offers her two forms of death without telling her that one of them's going to kill her. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I mean... I read a big chunk of it. Epic fantasy it is. <laughs> it is just full on epic fantasy in another reality where Solace <coughs> meets and in, in, ingratiates herself with locals and then not so ingratiates herself with locals. Well, yeah, like that. That's I've, I've written down two things and they both relate oh, to no, the locals. Heck. Hey, sorry. What was that? Did, did, did we did die? Did Dave just die? <laughs> 
I am not dead. I am very much alive. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> there were just two things that I copied down because otherwise I would have copied the entire article down into my notes. Um, but they relate to the locals, so that's a good segue. She describes them as upper bullshitonians at one point. <laughs> at one point when she's trying to, uh, she's because she's uh, already an expert swordsman in like the real world, and she's learning to fight the monsters in this world, and Fucking everybody else... Kendo. Right, Kendo. And everybody else doesn't want um, to fight the monsters or they're too afraid or they're completely useless. She goes, so what? Is this what fucking happens when everyone in a town full of puppets asks the blue fairy to turn them into a real bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna lie, I borrowed her sort of aesthetic from Liv from Neverstone. Yeah. But just the way she talks. 100%. Totally get it. I'm glad to hear it because that means there's more of this because I absolutely adore this character. Liv is like a little more unhinged though. Uh, oh yeah, she uh, she kind of has a sort of Team Four Star Vegeta thing about her. Yes, <laughs> whereas Solace just seems like just sick of it. Like I don't give a shit. It where this is the afterlife. Fuck all of you. Um, <laughs> I love so much. It's it's transmission seventy three. Uh, the fuck are you on about, Wallace? Who's a merchant there? I said your barter's no good here. I got that part. What I need is an explanation. Need it then. And then dot, dot, dot. I can just imagine Solace being like, you son of a... So am I stealing the beer I was asking for? Leave before I call the Greek over, who's another character. Uh, Adorable. You really think he's going to risk losing more people to scrapes by throwing half the security force off the cliff? Which is the Greek's consistent threat. I'm going to throw it off the cliff. What, are you (laughs) supposed to trust you now? After all you've done is enable fact he's been waiting around for a chance to let all the scrapes through. Okay, blah, 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 blah. My favorite part, though, is... Small bottle on corks. What are you doing? Is that paint? Is this your idea of vandalism? Solace. Scrape mating hormones. Pheromones. Your boot's about to meet the love of its life. And in her brain, actually, it's berry juice. <laughs> For context, the scrapes are these basically giant sea urchins. Right. You um, don't want the mating with your car. No. Uh, Salas shortly. Oh, it doesn't wipe off. It just spreads. What's the point of this? Petty revenge? Well, mission accomplished. The point is, hand over all your beer. Now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, she's, she's real good. She gets along real well with everybody. She's, she's, <laughs> she's absolutely a, a pain in the ass to everyone she talks to. It's so hard to do this, though, because this character could, with, like, just turn the notch in one in either direction very slightly be irritating and she's not like to, to, to <laughs> no it's this character who is always in bitch mode all of the time and have them be sympathetic and likable is like a really tough dance and it works 100 <laughs> percent. yeah she's very very funny um but yeah but funny but then also this is you know much like you know last ride of the day like there's like real weight to these events as well and then the connection to Totlysoft is that they are still testing 2527, which is the Lamazoo uh, statue, and they get a phone call because apparently it's just doing shit now, and they add, they find out new, like, uh, hidden abilities, including it's being telepathically connected to, to Salus. <laughs> just basically there's this DLC package for right. Massey's big chance. <laughs> So good that that comes back. It's the download good. DLC for, and it's actually DLC for Messi's <laughs> chance. 
Um, Query, are you the entity designated open quote, the Sphinx or whatever? Close quote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love that whole section. I admit, I was playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts at the time, and I was just sort of have just picturing a fucking massy shaped gummy ship. Well, I mean, if any, I mean, let's face it, playing Kingdom Hearts is very traumatic. So I understand. No. <laughs> very dark story. Oh, yes, it is very heartless. Traumatic. It's a heartless <laughs> story. Oh, look at, look at <laughs> I hate that game. Anyway, uh, uh, I really. Do you have any idea how close I was to putting Era's Nobody in fucking book four? <laughs> I kind of did. Uh, I like Project Thok Transmission 1513. Redacted with prejudice. Two footnotes. One footnote. Yes. Footnote six. Which also, I like that this is a significantly long article, and you have maybe ten footnotes. Bravo. <laughs> uh, cannot overemphasize this. Unless it's necessary for the purpose of containment, sexual conduct within Anomaly will always be wrong, no matter how consensual. Project Thought will continue, but Dr. Solace has been posthumously posthumously demoted to D-class. In addition, given the situation, the draft of her civilian cover obituary has been rewritten to claim that she died from injuries sustained while committing bestiality. Sasha De Laurentiis, SCP, <laughs> Site 59 Disciplinary Chief. <laughs> and Director Namath has the next footnote. Just, Come on, the obituary is a bit much. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, but I just... Everybody, just go fucking read this. Read this and last right of the day and just, you know, stop pretending like comedy on SCP doesn't work. Because that's bullshit. Oh, that's so good. It's just a great article. I, this I one and last right of the day are two of the, the, the epics of all time. And they're so fucking funny and they're so fucking clever. And the world building and the just the, the, the sheer spiraling out of controlness in both of these articles. Oh, yeah, I say. You guys have been some really much needed positivity. I've been going through a lot of weird shit mentally lately, and it just helps to know that my work is actually affecting people in this way. Good. I'm that that somewhat like makes it less funny that I was going to say I hope you were like having a shitty day so that this could have improved it. <laughs> and then, then <laughs> no, that's okay. That's that's just a safe <laughs> assumption with to make with me. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I totally get how that that effect works. And man, like we're not putting it on. Like no, we love reading this stuff. It is so yeah, much fun. Right. So good. I mean, just like we've I'm continued to like during it. <laughs> break down laughing while talking about these we did the third or fourth episode with three moons and we just consistently while trying to explain an article just busted up laughing just like, keep laughing just two hours and, and just be oh, like this is that. good this is great my partner does too she ends up playing for playing it for people while we're at work oh uh, nice that's, that's awesome. we work together wait you playing what playing the podcast uh your your podcast <gasps> really yeah that's amazing. Work vans for a job, and she likes playing the podcast uh, for people while we're driving to the clinics. Well, thank her. That's amazing. <laughs> that is all. Um, but yeah, God, it's so awesome. it is kind of nuts. It is honestly, you know, not to like get overly whatever, but it is really nuts to me every time I see the number of downloads. Even though it's not like twenty thousand or whatever. Like, it's crazy that hundreds of people listen to us talk about this stuff that we yeah, just cool. would like to talk about anyway. Like, it's just... Yeah, I'll great. try not to think about that, because then I'll freeze. Stop being <laughs> being uh, an agent of chaos. <laughs> anyway. Chaos squats must continue. <laughs> Diarrhea for everyone. Uh, so... Fighting a beef octopus. Damn it, we just, like, we just 
blew our fucking like ending lines all in, all on a go. Oh That's well, carrying on. Uh, hey guys. Well, hey, let's do some emails. I didn't even do the transition. Some emails, he says. Fucking hell. I know we got a lot. Um, I, 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 like hit the Discord. Emails. I feel more like strong bad already. Oh yes, can you do a strong bad voice? I could try doing a strong bad voice. If you're like bad at it, we can both be bad at it. <laughs> hey guys. Uh, oh, how about them uh, SEPs? This is gonna be like for nobody. Okay, we're gonna read at least one of these emails in a strong bad voice. Let's do all of them it. that way. Okay, well, anyway, who's going first? Okay, you got the list in front of you, Ferns. Dear Strongback, hey guys, love the recent 001 Proposals episode. <laughs> I noticed there are always a few select authors you love to talk about in your show. And I was wondering, would you ever do an episode to only talk about one of your favorite authors, like Cadaver Commander, or IHP, or Dave You Fool? And I put um, a, a note for myself that that is hilarious timing. Yes, I guess we would do a whole episode <laughs> to just talk about one of our favorite authors. Two of them. Um, oh, jeez. Oh yeah, because Jack Ike was in there. Is that what you mean? Oh, oh no, I meant we've done two episodes. Yeah. But yes, Jack yeah. Ike's articles that we talked about today are wonderful. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and uh, totally, we would do a. Thank I'd you, love Mr. to do a John Oh my god, a Cadaver Commander episode would be fucking phenomenal because his stuff is just so uniquely fitted that it would have to be just his stuff yeah uh, <clears throat> it sounds like what a modern necromancer would be yeah yes, i think does. i it's think good. intentionally yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, jack i could you could do a whole episode on jack Ike's 001 proposals <laughs> that's true <laughs> um yeah absolutely we would uh do you want to read this one from gizmo or you want me to oh, i'll sure, do I'll it, it. I, i'll do it because you like real surreal sir uh, oh, that's one. true. I do. Real sir, real sir. <laughs> Greetings from Gesma. Sorry if it's been a while since the last email. Good of you to collaborate with famous and heaply praised innovator Davey Fool. I myself <laughs> am big fans of his work. Schwoing Griot recognition for his many contributions, such as Dick Turbing Nick, yet funny stories. <laughs> <laughs> Totally soft because computers. Strunk deadened spacemen. Wild ride of day feature Mister Ubu and Neverstone lit RPG book series with the three book. Now he's just now he's just plugging for you. Three book series with three books out and a fantastic fourth one coming out. Available on Amazon. Read them now. It's so good. Yeah. I, actually, that's fucking true, guys. Go go buy it. Yeah. Yeah, sorry I dropped the shtick for the last part. Um, you shouldn't be, because that was painful to read. Seriously, how do you write entire scenes and dialogues written <laughs> like this? <laughs> I personally haven't read all of Totally Soft yet, but I'm still working my way through the recent hub. But I've read it so far is very good. Shout out to Daga Movie and American American. These two are my favorites. And now I have one question, and that question is, computers? The answer, yes. Um, What I will say about writing scenes and dialogues like that... I mean, I might have covered this already before, but what helps is that I was such a, that fucking, uh, the whole half-life, quarter-life consequences yeah. and half-life, full-life consequences thing. That had a lot of inspiration and formative shit on me. Um, but also, um, I might have covered this in the hub, but there's this aspect where, like, they're like, I read this thing, I read this shit from, like, a Jimmy John's poster. Because in Jimmy John's, when you go there, 
Uh, they have all these posters that are like, oh, this is how you should live your life. Proper apologies have three parts. Here's a Dave Barry quote because they think they think their ass weighs a ton. And and one of them was showing like if you if you rearrange the letters in a word but keep the first and last letter, um, it'll still read the same. Right. It's true. And also major shout outs to Gizma because I was showing them a lot of my work for Neverstone, and they really helped me out with doing sort of a beta read for Book 4. Nice. And I gotta say, thanks to them, Book 4 is going to blow it out of the water. Gizma's awesome. great. Gizma started off um, just, I mean, not just, but as one of our like, so awesome. early solid fans uh, doing like memes and stuff, and then was, you know, inspired to join the site and has since contributed a bunch of articles and really really well written articles uh gizmos is fantastic oh, you're not anyway uh harry yeah checking 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 my emails okay <clears throat> um my strong bad impression is gonna like die almost immediately and i'm gonna keep doing whatever voice comes out so just like be ready for that <laughs> hey that's cool so this one is from real surreal sir my favorite word in the world. <laughs> hey, Strongbad. Loved last episode. Great to have Plague on, as always, and especially to hear him get into his own recent 001, as well as my own favorite from Dave You Fool. I saw he's on next, but I'm definitely not just saying that. Incidentally, I've never kept a secret of how old Fuddy Gok is one of my favorite characters, so I know the upcoming one will be a treat. This actually sounds like the cheat doing strong bads. <laughs> oh yeah, I was about to say it sounds it's like the whole powered by the cheat. Powered thing. by the cheat strong bad. So that's well, pretend that was intentional. Anyway, I, did I was it nine times. I am over here. Now I am over here. I can do that voice. <laughs> anyway, I was also surprised how most of other O one proposals I've heard of but never actually read. I guess I just need to put double O ones on my reading list. Also, while we're at it, I would love to hear Dave's fave too. Wow, that that was. That, in my head, at least, with my jaw vibrating in my ear, that sounded exactly right. Uh, yeah. Good. So what? Yeah. Hey, what's your favorite you, O one? has no idea what these are, but we're we're doing these voices. Oh, anyway. my favorite O O one. Um, you can just list off a few if you don't want to just say just one. It's a bit of a toss up, but I would say one of the things that's strongly in the running for my favorite O one is Lily's proposal, the oh. one with all the whole world's gone beautiful mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I just love what they could do with just a little bit mm -hmm. and uh, just the implications of that. I don't know. It's just, just something weirdly bittersweet about that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, my favorite is the record uh, for similar reasons. Kate McTerrace's. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not very long either. Nope. Oh, uh, I guess. Should I answer? Was I supposed to answer this? No, I uh, mean, we kind of said our favorite ones last time. I kind of didn't. Because my oh, favorite really? uh, for a long time, I don't know whether it still is, but one of my favorites was uh, the story of your life, Pikmin's proposal. I really liked that one. That's great. Um, and yeah, my my actual favorite is not one of the ones that I mean, not the fair. I mean, it's the, I love the record and I love uh, Spike Brennan's, but I know it's controversial, but uh, Kalanin's kills me. I love it. Yeah, I'm sure Cal. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you talk, that's fine. Yeah, that also, a big a fan of placeholders, cool and then especially because of how many people complain about it. Which one? Placeholders. Oh yeah, placeholders is great. I don't understand why people dislike it. Shut the fuck up. It's great. Uh, <laughs> it's so much fun. I loved it for the first time I saw. 
Uh, all right, let's read Nolan's. Totally soft produces high quality disasters, not reliefs them. P. Hudson Gog. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's founder. from the one. <laughs> founder and CEO of Totally Soft. Love the show, guys. Y'all do a great service to the STB community with your podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, well, you re- do. Uh, we try. Thank you. Uh, you succeed. Uh, that was that was pretty short, so I'll read the next one too. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to say his name. Uh, UNC Griffin. Uh, this is the first episode in which I know absolutely nothing about the GOI, other than the article in which a million dogs terrorizes the afterlife. <laughs> hey, you just gave away the thing. <laughs> so okay. I'm, I'm very excited to talk to hear you talk about it. I have one general question: What are your favorite story ideas that you scrapped? Oh, could be base concepts that didn't make the cut or a first draft of an article that was completely overhauled later. That's a tricky one. It is. Uh, well, you I you guys think of your answers. Because uh, mine was my third article, SCP-5243, The Breach That Keeps On Breaching, was originally an article with a 12,000-word addendum <laughs> detailing all of the weird alternate realities that it created. And uh, <laughs> the only person I could get to read my third article in its entirety with the, not addendum, but it was a supplement page, the only person I could get to actually read the supplement page went, I don't really get what you're going for here. Just post the SCP without the supplement. So I did, and it was very successful. And um, then the 12,000 word addendum several supplement several years later is becoming uh, three 200,000 word books. So yeah, <laughs> that would be my answer. Hmm. Well, for me, I would say it would definitely be the extended Dr. Spanko shit. Because mm-hmm. Dr. Spanko is very close to my heart. I love that little bastard. Um, my partner and I have kind of an extended universe for him, but that's an accept- as a separate thing altogether. Um, but originally, when I posted him to the wiki, I had this thing where, like, 682 thought he was some kind of weird authority figure. There's some lingering aspects of that when people thought he was, like, a UM authoritator? Explainerate that shit. <laughs> but... Uh, I don't know. It just wasn't that successful when I actually put it into practice. So mm. I'm just left that ambiguous from then on. I was like, originally I was going to have him be this weird eldritch abomination taking bird form. But honestly, I just like it as it is with he's just this guy who's just very loud. And <laughs> the only reason people hold him in any high regard is because they just think he's cool. <laughs> well, it works. Um, then, tying back to the Homestar Runner shit, Spanko took a lot of inspiration from the character of Homsar. Oh, Homsar. I'm the <laughs> captain of the gravy train. I can't think of any of his dialogue lines, but yeah, yeah that's that's a strong stuff now. That's a strong bad email thing where somebody that that that's a good example of how they work. Somebody writes in an email and he mocks their grammar relentlessly half the time. <laughs> so somebody said, "I really like your." Dear Strongbad, I really like your website, but Homsar <laughs> is my favorite character. So he invents Homsar because Homestar is the real character's name, and Homsar is a redneck idiot version of the main character. And then they stick around inexplicably, even though he made them up in his head. But more specifically, like he always speaks in this weird dialect where it's just all like, it's just all like, um, uh, I'm the bell of the pride of the peaches. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll send you some stuff. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. It's really funny. It does sound funny. 
Um, it's even funnier <clears throat> that we're just doing this and everybody who has no fucking idea what we're I doing. Know. We're going to continue to do it because we have to keep the strong bash stick going for the next emails. Uh, my <laughs> answer to this is A, I'm not going to tell you because I'm going to write that article eventually. Uh, there is right. one that I, of a dot J, a dash J that I, it will not let me go and I will eventually make a way to make it work. Um, but uh, my first article was very, very different than it is now. <clears throat> when it first, I mean, I wrote the whole goddamn thing before I even got a green light, which was stupid, but whatever. Um, I can't say much of that. Most of my shit's cold posts. <laughs> I mean, most of my stuff is too, except for Harry looks at the grammar. <laughs> you know, I, Gregory sees my stuff. Sometimes uh, placeholder yeah. sees it, and yeah. Yeah. Ralston reads a lot of it. Yeah, I'll have Ralston look at some of the stuff too. Um, but uh, my first article was much more a complete ripoff of BPRD finding the dissected remains of the literal Judeo-Christian God. <laughs> and it is nothing like that now. Uh, but, you know. Oh, very Xenogears of you. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, Xenogears, big influence on me, and so is BPRD. So, unsurprising. But, anyway. Uh, who wants to read this one from Cassandra? Yeah, which strong bad's going to read that, Dave? Yeah, Dave's strong. Oh, I'll do it. <laughs> Cassandra, love me some totally soft, and a lot of Dave, you fool, stuff in general honesty. I think Dogum Ovi and American, American, <laughs> are my favorite of the GOI that I've read so far. I very much like the sort of humor that the three me and totly soft both typically have. <laughs> Question: Is the case of the characters like like Hudson, Pagak, Dotto, and characters that have a sort of quirk in their speech pattern or grammar? <laughs> these quirks can be a good vehicle for humor. Repetition, double entendre, etka. But it's also the sort of thing that can, I'm sure, get on people's nerves if relied on too much. How do y'all go about writing characters that have that type of dick to make the best use of it? Happy in National Twilight Zone Day, Cassandra Persandra. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Uh, My goal. My character Local ticks and shticks? I don't know if they do. <laughs> so I've only done one Dotto article, so I can only answer that. Same. So I did my entire purpose with 6780, which is the one I did with it, to cross over Dotto with Victim, was to continue to push Dotto's buttons until Dotto broke character and used punctuation. <laughs> which I succeeded in. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, that period is like the biggest. People have actually been like, "Why is there a period there?" Because he's that pissed off. He stopped his his whole gimmick. <laughs> uh, but actually, For me, I, I have kind of a rule it. where, like, if a character is using a particular speech pattern, like uh, P. Hudson Gawk or Doctor Spanko, and if you're looking it over, and if it disrupts the pace of the article too much, like a part of it trips you up too much then it's being too silly yeah um there's it's a delicate balance to make but i also want to not make him sound too normal right yeah no absolutely i mean pacing is really important i mean it helps if i read aloud to myself does that work with p.s and god <laughs> oh god you, oh, like you know a lunatic. 
Yeah, sorry if I keep interrupting you guys too no, much. No, no, no. That's what we're here for. I can never give the. I can never tell the vibe I give off. You're doing great. Raging asshole. Amazing. That's what. It, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know it. Um, excellent. This has been very funny. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't do a lot you of characters audience, like this. You should have been laughing this That's whole time. Right. I don't do oh, that a geez. lot with characters, but I think the whole point of it is to be as balanced as possible. You need a straight man. Um, and the, the, the funny part of that is is that you can then utilize the straight man to tell the funniest parts. Right. So with the Dotto stuff, Dotto stuff is just spelled weird and, and you know, does his Dotto speak, but all of the jokes are on Mary McPherson's part in that victim article. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I have a very particular headcanon for the way Dotto sounds as a voice. Yeah. Let's hear it it. sounds like this, yes. I am Dotto, yes. I, I like to do the pharmaceuticals, yes. <laughs> nice, good <laughs> capitalist. Right. Fine capitalist, Dado. Cool. All right. Uh, All right. Harry, you want to so do JDKCs? JDKCs. 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 remember. I remember watching the early episodes of SimCreate, and these two people kept... These two people... And these two people kept mentioning this Dave, you fool guy. And I decided to check his stuff out a few weeks later. And after going through your entire <laughs> author page, you become one of my favorite authors on the wiki. And your 001 is one of my favorites, too. I know it's kind of silly to say this, considering the nonsense you write. Luckily, I'm not saying it in a silly voice. But it's prime, <laughs> excellent, and extremely well-written nonsense that inspires me to write more. Anyway, enough sappy shit. Totally soft time. TP6359 <laughs> American American and SCP6697 Serenity Never are my two favorite totally soft articles because they both capture the essence of pure stupidity. But buried deep within that stupidity is something dark and really disturbing. Besides that, both of these articles are fucking hilarious. I still crack up whenever I think about American Sniper and the idea of George Costanza trapped in a death loop hell with the episode title by Gorg and Hi Gorg. Simply amazing. Questions. In a lot of your articles, the tone is pretty silly, and the only tone only only and the tone only just ramps up until it reaches a silliness singularity. Relatable. But in your 001, you balance the comedic aspects with the gut-wrenching story of 0511. How do you balance these elements? Ooh. Fucking hell. Uh, well, that's actually something that's very uh, close to me, as it were. Um, basically, I had my grandma, Phyllis Jividen, uh, she would, I come from a long line of basically uh, English professors, and my grandma, Phyllis Jividen, who worked at Ohio University, was one. And uh, she did her whole doctoral dissertation, I believe, on William Faulkner and the blending of comedy and tragedy and how having both of them can increase the impact of the other. And ever since that whole thing happened with my grandma... The, the doctoral thesis, I mean. That has been basically the foundation for my writing style as a whole. And so, oh, um, basically that's just the sort of vibe I've been wanting to give off ever since I started writing as a little wee babby Dave, you fool. 
wow, that's just, that's such a, like, touching and serious and, and well-formulated response. So oh, I should probably question. bounce it out by saying something silly. <laughs> You're the treat, have a trophy! You <laughs> <laughs> handled that really well, and it, it was like a bit of gravitas, and it was very heartwarming. If I want to buy a copy of Neverstone, do you get more money if I buy it as digital or paperback? Oh, that's a, that's an interesting point. You see, digital. neither, because the way I get more money is if you buy an audiobook copy, mm. because... I really? get 50% royalties from that, and that is some big honking royalties right there. And I have a narrator dude who is absolutely fucking delightful. His name is PJ Oakland, and uh, he was in this one uh, Jodie Foster movie. Well, it's a movie produced by Jodie, directed by Jodie Foster called Little Man Tate. He was kind of a child actor in that, but he was also in a lot of other shit, and he was playing Descartes on that uh, Young Sheldon show. Um, that was sort of this Big Bang Theory spinoff. And I gotta say, his voice for Era is played, is, or Era as he pronounces them. I don't give a shit what, how people pronounce my work. Um, <laughs> you could probably pronounce live as live or some shit, and I won't even care because that sounds Celtic. And he just, he nailed Era. He is, he is Era. I mean, he probably had a much better and less depressing life than him, but you know, it's, he, do, he does a fucking good job, and I trust that dude. Well, there you go. Yeah, buy the audiobooks. Um, but I think the answer between the two options... There's even a CD version of the first and second books. That's awesome. I think between those two options they gave you, though, it's got to be digital. Worth, it's worth more to you, right? <laughs> um, is it, is well, it, it's on Amazon, digital right? The digital one's always the a little CD better. The CD audiobook, I think it's the same amount of royalties. Oh, okay. No, I... I, I meant if, if they were buying it to read it and not the audiobook, um, you get more money from the digital than you get from the paperback, right? Because their printing costs are fucking silly with Amazon. Mm, I would say I get more money probably from um, the paperback. Uh, okay. I think that's how my contract works. So the paperback, uh, but preferably the audiobook. Cool. Oh, yeah. Thanks as always for the episodes. Can't wait for it to come out. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, Strong Bad. Yeah. <coughs> Oh, strong. I do think that like the balancing of comedic stuff with gut wrenching or horror is like a really, I like I don't know how to explain how I do it. Like it's mostly just a gut feeling thing of like okay, been funny for a bit, time to get weird. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, the yeah, opposite. Sometimes when I'm doing the sports and I gotta change up the uh, up the routine with the like basketball and you know oh the oh the freaking. Uh, Baseball? I just gotta change it up sometimes. These people's trying to fade me. You're really good at that voice. <laughs> Gory's got no idea what we're doing. No. Alienating everybody. I'm so it's hilarious. It doesn't matter. It's still funny. Oh no, I'm not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I'm gonna read this one from T. Uh, oh no, I hope I'm not late. Not me. Not just now. Looking up what Tully stuff is. Oh, T. No. Because I don't want to start another email with I've never delved into Blake, but I've just decided to learn excited to learn about Blake. Says well, the we'll do the Blank episode later. Says the poster who still has to catch up on basic lore. Should have seen this coming. So I should have probably opened the hub. Why will 
why will my dyslexia let me read this and not normal words? <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> Anyways, I will yet again say it sounds like a broken record here. I've only had briefly heard it totally soft once or twice. I'm always interested in messed up spelling. I'm curious <laughs> as to what ex- what this is exactly. Also, my Wi-Fi is horrible right now and won't let me click on any links <laughs> on the hub. For some reason, let me send you. send an email so I'm relying on you guys to fill me in as always. As I'm long sure as your you... podcast downloading ability will be unaffected. That's right, and I, uh, you better click on all the links and upload everything. Yes, uh, and then do that for our entire author page. Thanks. Uh, but <laughs> once again, I hope you all have an extre- absolutely smooth recording. P.S. Oh, and Davey Fool Phantom is trying to Yu-Gi-Oh battle me for my Neverstone book report. Save me. I don't know. What Please those send words. them to the Shadow Realm. <laughs> I assume that was a Yu-Gi-Oh reference. Probably. I don't actually know shit about Yu-Gi-Oh. Me I just either. know about the Shadow Realm. I remember seeing an episode of the cartoon and thinking it was really funny that that kid had such crazy hair and that also he sometimes spoke like he was, you know, some <laughs> eldritch deity, which I understand he was possessed by or something, but whatever. Hey, guys, I got a good idea. Mm. We've only got one email left. How about we read one word each until it's done? One word? Yeah, start with you, and then go Dave, and then go me, and then go you, and then go Dave, and then go me. We could read the whole email together like friends, because we're good friends. Challenge accepted. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which right, what, What's the order? So it's you, then Dave, then me, then you, then Dave, then Okay. Me, just All like right. we were doing before. All right. Hi. I'm finally writing this email. Huh. I just wanted to thank you. Oh, for your doing <laughs> your podcast came out <laughs> while me was at the beginning of me first year and University <laughs> and eat helped me a little bit to cope with ever deepening anxiety. What just happened? <laughs> it got real, so I had to get real. All right, listening oh, yeah, to all those fair. stories, discussions, and so on, or just having it on in the background while doing things. It helped. It wasn't the only thing that helped, but it surely was one of them. That's very Aww. nice. Yeah, so I'm glad. The first year of the university, and we helped them to deal with deepening anxiety. That, so, that's really touching. So we decided to uh, just make a complete yeah, doing farce. Good work. Yeah, that's sorry we started off everything. making that a joke. We're really that's genuinely touching. I'm, it's I'm actually so funnier. It, it's funnier that it became touching, and then we just stopped the joke. So that's us. That's like this is 100 percent us. Anyway, keep I'm going. I'm somewhat lucky every time such things happen because I find <clears> things like yours podcast and that was mean to me and could go on giggle a bit on silly things and blank things and fish w things right down in translator from polish to english phrase carp w and play it okay it's been given instructions to find new inspirations and ideas that are catching dust somewhere hoping to be used someday so anyway to sum up this annoyingly long nonsense not at all thank you and keep up with your great job hope you'll do even better hear you later they will thank you very much error man I, I think it was Aeroban. The, the outline says Aeroban. I think Gregory might have spelled your name wrong like an asshole. Yeah, I'm the asshole when he's making the fist joke. <laughs> oh, it's a, I get it, yeah. It literally just says Carp W. <laughs> Carp W. That's not even funny. 
Anyway, I'm. I'm yeah, but it's man, I but it smells like kielbasa. Those <laughs> jokes good. Um, we pr- we, we yeah. promise that we are heartwarmed. Yeah, no, genuinely, I'm I'm really glad to hear that it was helpful and that you as you should to, be. You I mean, guys are amazing. lovely. Uh, it's well, genuinely so are you. very impressive and very touching that people find solace and entertainment in this thing that we do every once in a while because we can't yeah, keep on we, a consistent basis. If we put hey, how do you email, guys think you make me feel? <laughs> great. Well, it was great to be able to just embarrass the shit out of you with constant praise for two hours straight. Was, you handled was, it well. Oh, you did. I'm this, glad this can't show how much I'm blushing. <laughs> that would be hard to do in an audio part, unless you said it out loud, which you just did. Oh, we should have done like a heart rate monitor for him. Oh, jeez. That's way too much editing. Yeah, doing that. considering my cholesterol <laughs> level, that probably wouldn't be a good idea. Well, maybe just like a good session of the chaos squats. <laughs> oh, what can I say? I'm a you long did it, man. Long pants, long pants. <laughs> you, you did it again. That would you could end it on that one, and you haven't done the the boilerplate yet. That's okay. Oh, I have the... a quote from twenty five twenty seven that'll end it. So All right, great. Good. Uh, yeah. So our email here, if you want to write in something next time, uh, is simply creativepeople at gmail dot com. Uh, the Twitter is at s i m c r e a t. So simcreate, but without. <laughs> Some of the letters, uh, I'm at, <laughs> and I'm I'm at, at Gregory Carpin on Twitter. Yeah. I'm at Harry Blank SCP for what it's worth. And I'm Homestyle What now? <laughs> I'm Dave Ufo. He sure is, and he's got books. If you haven't picked up that yet, I yeah. did. Neverstone. Google the word Neverstone. Follow Do through it. the link and then buy something because it's. Thank great. you very much for coming, Dave. You were hilarious. Correct. Yeah, thank you so much. You guys are lovely. Come on anytime you you create an entire uh, camera yeah. by yourself. And talk about it. If you want to talk about something else, what? come on back. Oh, Absolutely. All right, thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. I'm Messi has off, eated man. your soul. Om nom nom delish nutrition. You know it. <laughs> Wait, did he go? Is he gone? <laughs> For everyone listening, Davey Fool said thanks and goodbye, and then peace was out. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you what so a much. Champ. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>